going on, goons? We're back. Uh, we are back again. It was a little weird episode last week. It was the Sharecast. I don't really remember even, uh, I know we cut four different intros. We didn't know what was going to happen last week, Mike. There, uh, look, at the end of the day, the episode got out. That's all it The matters. episode did get out. People enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I had We had good reviews on it. Uh, also, you know, our t-shirt is out. Is uh, it? The Notes of a Goon t-shirt came out today. A little what late. Uh, a little late. Uh, it came out at noon. It was supposed to come out at midnight, but Dylan uh, made a bit of a mistake. Well, we're I, on we're on goon time. Yeah, we, uh, fair enough, fair enough. But I think you need to go to podcastmerch.com. It's right there. It's in the new items, right on the front page of podcastmerch.com. Go grab that shit. And also, uh, me and Rob Bernstein doing the. Uh, are you coming out this weekend in, to Boston? No. No, you're not coming to the Smokeout Bug Out, dude. I have work at a club that I manage. You no, know, it used to be cool when you were homeless, Mike. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Also, you're doing some serious managing. You you put out a show called uh, The People Chris Likes to Drink With Show. That's comedians, me. I'm Chris. I'm, comedians Chris Likes to Drink comedians With. Comedians Chris Likes to Drink With Show, which is at Fridays at midnight at Brooklyn Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you had that last week. It was the first time you branded it that. I was in Florida. Yeah. Yes. But there were people I like to drink with at the show. I'm just saying. Like, there's, you know, like, what's more fun than giving you a show the week I know you're not going to be there? It's pretty funny, Mike. You really, uh, you really made uh, both of us look like assholes. Uh, the people booked on the show didn't find out that I wasn't going to be there until after I posted that I wouldn't be there. But these are all funny comedians, mm-hmm. to which our buddy Andy Malfarina uh, messaged me. That's fucking hilarious. Mike sucks. <laughs> no, I told Andy he was going to be the guest host. He's filling in for Chris. He uh, probably was very stoned. And uh, no, nah, he doesn't yeah. smoke like that. But he was probably hammered. He did not. Yeah, he did not seem to know. Um. Fun time. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's e- easily the way to do that. Oh, for like sure. Like, if I'm going to give you a show, it's got to be oh, one gonna, that I yeah. know you can't make it to. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But I'll, I'll be there this week. It'll, it'll be happy. For, for the second one, I will be there. How was the show? Was it good? It was incredible. Good crowd? Yeah. All right. But we'll be in, me and uh, Rob will be in Boston on Saturday. Come through to that. Uh, just message me or Rob, Robbie the Fire on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Chris from BKOY, and we'll tell you what the deal is. Doing a, doing a live Smoke Out, Bug Out podcast after the stand-up show. Should be a good time. Shedcast guys coming out. They're going to do some hip-hop. It'll be a very fun show. Um, but I was at a, uh, I was at a bachelor party. Uh, I haven't done a some like my uh, richer friends. I'm going to throw this out there. Mike, uh, it's just there's something about hanging out with people who have just done so much better than their parents. It's ridiculous. Like these are not like rich kids. Like these are guys who all just happen to be doing significantly better than their parents were doing because their parents were so hardworking. But now they get to be like really messy human beings. Define define really messy. I don't want to talk too much about it because uh, they some of them definitely have relatives that listen to this podcast. Um, but. Uh, I'm talking about like literally my buddy looks at me and it's his bachelor party and he goes, my dad works so hard so I could be a piece of shit. And I'm like, he does better. He does financially better than his dad did. He used, his dad was a blue collar guy. He used that to elevate himself. He is now a white collar. I was hanging out with three different people whose dads were blue collar guys and they happen to use their situation to elevate themselves to, selves to white collar. I mean, am I, I don't wear any collar. No. But no. if you were going to define it, we are we are living a, a vagabond lifestyle, me and you. Right. Okay. It's on. It's Jack Kerouac shit. No right? collars. No collars. No collars. No masters. No. No ties. Nothing. Mm. Exactly. I no like masters. It. You no have col- you have several, but all right. You're working on cutting them down. Unacceptable. Um. No. Yeah, that makes sense. My brother did the same thing. 
Yeah, and it's it, it, it is always impressive. The American to me. dream. Yeah, and I, I think that's something in this country uh, people don't talk about enough. Uh, we talked about uh, we talked about my buddy Caesar because you got to go vote for the homies. That's a guy. Look, did he win? No, did not. Neither M or Eliza did very well. Uh, our, uh, the homies did not do well. You, people listening to this, if you live in Staten Island, you did not go out and vote for the homies. To be fair, though, there hasn't been a Democrat. They both. Uh, it's Staten Island. He ran as a Democrat, but then like she was a long shot candidate in Manhattan. Uh, but there wasn't a Manhattan. There wasn't a Democrat uh, borough president in Staten Island. I think for the last thirty eight years or something. So he was never going to real. It was going to be a long shot candidacy, mm. no matter what. Where did he finish? In the primary, I think fourth. In the Republican primary? No. In the, in Democratic? the Democratic primary, yeah. Oh. There was a lot of competition out there this year. Because I think well, when tr- when the Trump stuff fell apart, a lot of these uh, Republican places, the Democrats were like, we've got a shot. So more Democrats ran for a lot of these positions than ever before. They're normally held by conservatives. Uh, so it kind of split the vote a little bit more. Mm. But we're mov- we, 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 that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about Florida. My second time in Florida, we talked a couple months about, back about the first time I had ever been to Florida. It's crazy you popped your cherry and then went back. Went right back. Mm. Right back. Shout out to the people at Comedy Key West for throwing me a guest spot. It was very nice of them. Um, but uh, Key West, I didn't enjoy as much as uh, St. Pete's. First what? of all, I had no idea there was no beach in Key West. What do you mean? There's like beaches, but they're shitty small beaches. It's not like a... Like when you hear Key West, you assume there is like good beaches to go to. It's just hotter New Orleans and smaller. And there's chickens walking around everywhere, Mike. There's chickens? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that was pretty good. Uh, the bars, the strip clubs don't have covers. You can just kind of walk in, have a drink, and walk out. I did, I did enjoy that. I did absolutely enjoy that. It was hard to find drugs. We had some drugs. Did those. I had some drugs, and I did those. Not those guys who were hardworking. No masters, Mike. Nope. No masters. Moving on. I don't want to talk too much about this. I said this in one of the intros we cut that I don't know which one we used last week. Uh, uh, you can't talk about a bachelor party specifically right after the bachelor party, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. You got to wait a couple of months, and you go this one time at this bachelor party, and that's how you tell bachelor party stories, because then nobody knows when this happened. Very vague. Moving on. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you texted me uh, that you had something you needed to talk about on the show. Yeah. Right? Uh, you said you didn't quite get, and some people don't get this, how like a chick in her bartending gear always looks way hotter than that chick actually is. I had, like, I just thought every bartender uh-huh. was a smoke show. No. Okay. They are frumpy in the, in the day. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. They got to get a good pump going. You know what I mean? I mean. It's like it, athletes. Okay. So it's like there pro is, wrestlers. There is, there is a person. Mm-hmm. Right, who I've known now for months and months. Okay, and you've always told me this person's pretty hot. Yeah. Oh, but you have never seen her as a bartender. You have only seen her around doing other work. Right. Okay. Yeah, and she typically looks frumpy in those situations. I wouldn't say frumpy. I just it's not. I don't get it. And then she was decked out, and you were like, "Whoa!" I was like, "She came in," and I was like, "And oh. you don't drink?" And you were like, "That bartender probably could have got some money out of me if I was drinking." <laughs> oh right? yeah. Yeah. Easily. Um, but it was definitely a situation where it was like, she walked in and I was like, oh, like you must be just dropping by, like stopping by to drop something off before you go on a date or something. Oh, and she was there to work. And she was just like, oh, no, I processed it like an hour later. She was still there. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this is her, and then and that's her like, uniform. I was like, all right, Chris, I get it now. That's how you make the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I, there's probably people who don't realize that you might think a chick is super hot because you only see them bartending. Nope. Regular chick. 
All right, so like it's kind of like how the bartender at strip clubs is always hotter than the strippers. Well, why? First of all, there's a couple reasons for that one. Let's break this down. Uh, one, they're really good at the bartender things. They're the only person in control in this room, even with these strippers. Because these strippers are trying to rob you. The bartender stands between you and completely getting robbed by the strippers. Also, she's the only one without her tits out, so now you want to see her tits even more. That's then bad. you add the bartender hotness to it. It's a double fucking hot chick right there. It's a pretty hot chick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. So... I, I I did the, the the phrasing I said to you, mm-hmm. right, is that we have overlooked bartender hot coming back as the oh, next yes. development in the whoring twenties. I mean, with it being the whoring twenties, uh, so you're saying that bartender hot being a type that is a type of hot that men hadn't seen in a year. Oh yeah, because you couldn't even you weren't even allowed to stand at a bar to order a drink. No, so something about dark lighting, low cut shirt, tits out. That's the thing. Little eye makeup. Little eye makeup. Lean forward. Mm-hmm. What's that, sweetheart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna fucking hurt. That's gonna hurt some people's pockets. Uh, that's gonna hurt some people's penises. I'm just saying, like I, you know, you got us all out here. We're in a situation where you know threes are starting to look like sevens to begin with. Now you add in boozing and me mm-hmm. getting all horned up over a four who's a nine tonight. And we said this before on the show. Not one woman has bought a new bra after they gained ten COVID pounds that all went to their titties. Mm-hmm. Not a single woman has bought a new bra. So you factor that in the equation of the bartender spillage. hot. Yeah, bartender hot. That's a lot of spillage, Mike. You're going to need a bar rag to wipe some of that spillage up. Just saying. It's a lot. You're correct. This is, it is the further, you, look, you know, you said this and I thought maybe it wasn't going to be a problem. You have been correct. It is gross outside. <laughs> I was just in a particularly gross place where it was gross outside. I remember I looked at these guys and go, like, I don't really do this kind of bachelor party thing in a place where there's bachelor, like, I've never done Vegas for a bachelor party. Uh, I had never done Key West. And I'm looking around and I go, how many of these brides do you think suck a dick on this bachelor party? And my buddy goes, oh, all of them. If most, if not all. Yeah? That's what he thought. He said he thinks most. Mm. I don't know, especially in the whoring 20s? Yeah. You just, like, so here's the thing, if you're gonna marry a guy, Chances are you were locked up with him for the whole pandemic. Well, that's the thing is like a lot of people got engaged because they thought the world was ending. Mm, you think? Uh, dude, so many people I know now are having like kids like or have gotten engaged because my friend, uh, I have a friend, my friend uh, Fish has been with his girlfriend since they were 17 years old. They got engaged last week. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. People were asking me, like, how come you're not married? You've been with your chick more than most people have been with their wives. And I was like, she didn't want to get married. Why would I have a party? I hate a wedding. Yeah, weddings suck. Yeah, they're terrible. Everybody kind of universally agrees weddings. Uh, no, some people, the guys I was hanging out with love weddings. What? Like the guys I was just with, they all like love a wedding. They love a cocktail hour. They all went to like fucking grad school and they love that kind of shit. Open bar, get saucy. Everybody's a mess. Probably somebody going to ham it up. I don't know, dude. I get enough of that Monday through Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Like I'm, I'm just kind of, you know. What? I just, I don't know. Like I couldn't think of anything I'd want less in my life than, you know. People who, you know, acquaintances at an open bar. 
Dude, I'll tell you this. I just would never, as somebody who would never have a wedding, I would never want to be the center of attention in a room full of my friends. Yeah, that's weird. That's a strange thing to do to yourself. It's a very chick mentality. Yeah, I just want to sit. When I'm in a room with my friends, I want to sit in a chair. You've seen this. I will sit in a chair for anywhere from one to four hours without moving, consume beers, and just make fun of everything that happens. Mm -hmm. That's the best night ever for me. I don't want to have a wedding. What if you just did that for a wedding? Just that? Yeah. Who would I marry? Stone Cold Steve Austin? No. You marry marry your girl and uh -huh. just have the reception at my club. Absolutely. <laughs> are you insane? I'm just you saying. You just suggested that? You could sit in the chair. What, what are we, macho man and Miss Elizabeth, you fucking <laughs> asshole? You could sit in the chair and just drink and talk to people. <sighs> I, I guess I could do that. I really, <laughs> I, I don't want to do that because I'd still be the center of attention. Why? Because it would still be my wedding. Your girl would be the center of attention. You... She doesn't want that either. Mm, all right. She's saying you could sit and talk in the bar. Yeah, we could just do that. Yeah. I, just, I just bring her to the club. I probably will bring her by on Wednesday. Okay. Um. However. So you're going to check out the venue. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm yeah we're going to go We're gonna go scope out our wedding venue, <laughs> Brooklyn Comedy Club. Alex, you're going to come to me and my girlfriend's wedding at Brooklyn Comedy Club, managed by Michael Harrington. He's our wedding planner now. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course. Chris, yeah. I'm honored to be invited. Yeah, no, you're in the wedding party. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm you're her maid of honor now. I'm so excited. Mike's officiating. The I bartender who we were just met, talking about is going to do something once. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've met a handful of times. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's my club, so I do get to officiate. <laughs> It's true, yes. Thank you, Alex. A, I think it's a rock-solid plan. It is a rock-solid plan. You know, I'll consider it. Moving on. Oh. Oh. Okay, we you haven't know, asked the goon. Oh. We, what, are you, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, it could help you on wedding night. What? Something chewable. Oh, something... Something blueable. Oh, man, you know, that is... I'm glad you reminded me of this, because as somebody who has been doing drugs all weekend... Uh, sometimes I like a tablet uh, that I can chew up, mm -hmm. and it makes your penis work because it's got the same ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. Mm. What you know, pill is that? It's uh, I'm you, sorry, what tablet yeah, is that? Yeah, it's a chewable tablet from the good people at bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. If you use the promo code GOON, you get a first month supply for free. How many comes in one month supply, Chris? Uh, a fuck ton. Okay. That's a mathematical figure. Well, you can you can choose that, right? Yes, there's tiers. You could do uh, the baby bitch tier. You could, but I think you go fuck ton. Yeah, just back up the dump truck. Yeah, just for at least for your first month. See Look, if you like it. I want I want my my mail carriers back to hurt with how many blue chews they are, or how many tablets from blue. Yeah, tablets from bluechew.com. They are bringing to my their door. tablets. Yeah, their tablets from bluechew.com, which is an online pharmacy. It takes a few minutes. You do a quick profile, uh, and then uh, they send you a fuck ton. Of tablets, chewable tablets with uh, the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, like I said before. So that's why I need you to go to bluechew.com. That's B L U E chew.com. Use the promo code Goon. You're going to get your first month free once you pay $5 just for that shipping. Quick question Is that fuck ton? Uh, is that metric or imperial? I'm going to say imperial. That's 2,000 pounds, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah wow, yeah. that's a lot. It's yeah. a whole yeah. lot of tablets from Bluetooth. The thing about a fuck ton is, uh, 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 it's a ton of fucking is what you're going to do with the chewable tablets from Bluetooth.com. Moving on. <clears throat> All right. 
right, let's let's get into some Ask the Goons. We haven't done this in a while. I have to forward you this email because there were some photos uh, that we uh, may not be able to put on the thing because this seems like a very strange email that we've gotten uh, uh, from a guy named Joe. Uh, he writes, uh, <clears throat> I spoke with Walmart. I bought this movie. I bought this, and they said I should check the rating of the movie before I watch them. Walmart's legal team stated that they neither can make nor screen every movie that they carry. What the fuck are their legal actions I could take? I purchased the DVD Croczilla at Walmart on 10-14-2020, admitted 24-41. It shows full frontal child nudity. I am looking for advice on litigation and, and to let you know of this highly offensive and illegal product being sold. Uh, I don't know why Joe thinks that we are uh, the FCC uh, or the Better Business Bureau. Um, My advice would be to... Watch uh, the movie for free on YouTube? Not buy movies from the... I'm going to see the price here. $5 bin. In Walmart, they uh, they're going to be a low quality movie. Now he didn't. He only sent me the uh, the receipt. He did not send a picture of the uh, the the nudity in question. Oh, he did. Yes, no. That is. Oh, I don't want that on my phone. Yeah, I'm not putting child nudity on the screen. Nope, you shouldn't. Um, I think it's like fine. It didn't seem sexual, but it was a clip of yes. That was a uh, what the fuck Walmart. Uh, I think the best thing you could do actually now is tell us because we are going to be like, what the fuck, Walmart? What the fuck, Walmart? Jesus Christ. That's the first I looked. I was like, Jesus. So it's just a movie he bought at Walmart. You didn't watch the video before? No. Okay. It was jarring. So you just saw a little boy's penis? Yeah, which sometimes you just see on the beach. They're walking around. I don't like it. I don't think parents should be letting babies walk around. I was just in Florida. There's babies naked walking around. And there's roosters. That seems like a dangerous situation, Mike. It's true. Um, I think it's a worm. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Early bird gets a worm, you know? Isn't it? It's a little boy penis. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I think Walmart uh, should probably give this guy at least his $5 back because he's already told us. I'm sure he's going to tell somebody else. Well, he's told us. We've, we've told, told 7, 7 billion, billion people. people. We've told just now. So Walmart is done for. The Walton family, they're going to have to move to their weird bunker that they have, uh, which is a strange thing. Also weird to me that their name is the Walton family. Why? Everybody loves the Waltons. It's a strange thing that also three of uh, the five richest Americans are, I think three of the ten richest Americans are Waltons. Wow. That's a crazy statistic. And what, two of the other three are Jenners? And I think, uh, yeah, then you got your Bezos. You got your two Bezos, your two Gateses. That that list actually might be skewed now because of the divorces between uh. Bezos and uh, Bill Gates. But at one point, uh, there's a sister and two of the brothers. Wow. Did you see that? Uh, wow, they're the richest family in America. They're yeah. richer than the Koch family. Yeah, it's Coke insane. Koch family. Yeah. Um, what's, here's a crazy... Did you see... Uh, see if you can Google this. Uh, I, I noticed this while I was out and about. I believe the Sackler family from Purdue Pharma was given complete immunity. Wait, what? Yeah, from liability in the in the opioid crisis. Uh... Or maybe Mortimer Sackler was? Or one of the more druggy guys? Uh, yeah, they get all, uh, according to Boing Boing, uh, they are getting off the hook and being allowed to keep millions of dollars. That's fucking crazy. 15 states drop opposition to controversial Purdue Pharma OxyContin bankruptcy. Uh, so here's the thing. 
the Walton family, uh, uh, not as everybody gives Walmart a lot of shit. The Purdue, the Sacklers are probably significantly worse than the Waltons. Oh, holy! Although the Waltons are throwing, what are you, what are you saying? So it looks like total they're gonna have to pay. Uh huh. Four point five billion. Okay, but they must have made sixty billion dollars selling yeah. slinging dope. Yeah. <sighs> so here's my advice. Uh. Start slinging dope at Walmart. Uh, it's probably going to be better for you. And then maybe they'll, you know, they're, they're not going to need to watch child pornography if they're on a lot of heroin, Joe. Is that good advice? I don't know what to do for this Ask the Goon. Like, this is a weird one for me. I don't know that he has a legal recourse. He could say he was traumatized by that because I kind of just was. Yeah. But now I have to sue Joe if he sues Walmart. It's the same precedent. Mm, not really, because he gave you full warning that there was going to be child nudity in this. Yes, that's you true. went looking for the child nudity. I just down. clicked the thing. Yeah, but you said he should have included the scene. Oh, he did. Yeah. So. Yeah. True. You knew what you were getting into. Uh, I wasn't sure. Poor Joe didn't know. Um. Yep. That's how that's gonna go. Uh. Heyo. I think he should. I, I think he should. Uh, he should uh, sue Walmart. For making him look at boy penis. 100%. They're selling That's child traumatic. pornography. Yeah. That is very traumatic. You're not allowed to sell anything that has images of new children in it. Yeah. It's period. Very, very odd. For thing. them to say that they didn't have the time to what? You didn't have Why? the time to make sure there wasn't a boy dick in this movie? Why are you selling this then? Like how? How does this, how's this not blown up more than Cuties on Netflix? This oh, because is... it's a boy. Oh, isn't it? Mm. There's no nudity in Cuties though. That's even weirder. Cuties was also marketed as like, we're sexualizing these kids. Nice. Nice. Moving on. Sorry, Joe. Moving on. Here's the thing we were talking about, with, you know, in that last segment, we were talking about the uh, Sacklers there. Uh, but there was an article that came out um, not long ago where it was um, apparently in, so during COVID, in black communities, opioid uses way up and they're saying that there's a huge correlation with oh it's drug drug overdose deaths in the black community from opioids have skyrocketed during the pandemic um which i guess makes sense people got more free time they're just kind of sitting around doing pills mm. it's also gotten a little bit more popular it's a weird thing like um have you ever seen the thing where people get on their high horse about the reason why uh, people are treating the opioid crisis in this country as a medical condition instead of just a crime problem like they did with, say, the crack epidemic is because of uh, because the people who are mostly affected by it are white. I have heard that. You've heard that. It's You've heard theory. people make that argument. I don't, I've never agreed with it. I think it's ridiculous. I think since the crack epidemic, we've learned our lesson. Or largely, there has been tons of fucking workers that have worked towards better like treating it as a medical condition it's been going on since then we know we fucked up we locked up an entire generation of young men uh for no fucking reason and i think we know that and i think the real actual reason has less to do with race and more to do with the fact that a bunch of pharmaceutical reps uh got the entire country hooked on heroin got a bunch of people's grandmothers hooked on heroin like i think that's the thing and whenever people try to say no it's because they're white i go uh what about meth remember meth mike yeah remember that thing that was like a huge problem for just white people, and everybody thought it was hilarious. When was it that big of a problem for white people? I mean, not here, but elsewhere. Mm. In, I, mm. in the Northwest. Okay. It's it's a huge problem. 
you, it's you, you're not you don't remember reading about a methamphetamine epidemic in the early 2000s. Nope. I wasn't reading the early 2000s. What was I reading? Anything? You were not reading anything? You didn't watch Breaking Bad, Mike? I did watch Breaking Bad. All right, then. That's way different than an opioid thing. What do you mean? Okay, so the difference... Well, I guess the Breaking Bad is a bad example. But I think the, the, the big difference between meth mm-hmm. and the opioid epidemic is that it never hit the suburbs. Right, it was like the fucking yeah. It was, like, it was rural, yeah. It was rural shitholes. Exactly. Yes. Right, like the. But that's what I'm saying. When it was super poor white people, they didn't care. It's, it's a money thing. It's not a race thing. I don't think it's a money thing. I do think it's a race thing in the sense that, like, once it hit the East Coast and West Coast elite suburbs, uh-huh. right, where you're now like a you're an E level uh, or yeah, like an E-level position at like one of these Fortune 500 companies, and you're coming home to your 16-year-old nodding out on the couch, now it's an epidemic. Okay. Right? I think that's all it is. It's like not necessarily a race thing, but it is a um, a money and influence thing in the sense well, that you like- you were starting to hear the talk of, um, after the crack epidemic, you were starting to hear the talk of, we should be treating this more as a medical issue than a criminal issue. Were we? Yeah, maybe I was just paying closer attention to it because I was involved in it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Not that I was... My mom was addicted to crack. Right. So I, it's like, so you know a little bit more about the shit. Makes sense. And it's just like, people would get mad at me. I'd be like, dude, you're an asshole. Like, how do you not want, there's, there's been thousands of people, look, to me, it's like there's been people working towards getting this to be the correction to what happened during the crack epidemic and not having it happen again. Just the next thing that hit happened to be fucking legal dope. And now it's just, dude, you know, they just press fucking fentanyl into, um, into pills now and just be like, yeah, that's Oxycontin and it's just fentanyl in pill form. Wait, for real? And it just looks like Oxys. Who does this? Uh, the Chinese. Ah, and also criminals. Is wasn't fentanyl made by the Sackler family too, though? No, no. Where it was, and now it isn't anymore. Uh, I think the original fentanyl patches were, but now, like, basically, so there's all there's three different kinds of fentanyl. There's one that's even. I think I I haven't read about this in a little bit, but there's three different types of fentanyl. The most recent kind is like literally like a pin amount would be enough to fuck us both up, like, wow. a, like a the size of a pinhead, like some of these like things. It it will fuck you up. They cut it up. A lot before it goes out there. Um, but again, I still think when none, when nobody cared about meth, it wasn't just it just wasn't a race thing. And now it's like it's such a weird thing that like they're talking about. It's just now hitting black communities because like to be fair, like look, they set the style on like music and clothing, but like you know, white people do the drugs first usually. They had a little. They, it was a little different with crack. And you know, like, that was a big thing about, you know, the proliferation of crack. Do you know that right before the crack boom that uh, there was a government uh, crackdown on various chemical cuts? What do you mean? It largely pushed crack forward. The reason why people found out how to cut coke into crack is because instead of cooking up cocaine with cut and just cutting their cocaine, it was super hard to find cut. Cut was becoming more expensive than the coke. Because the government cracked down on it so hard because it was easier to track because it's a research chemical. It's not an illegal substance. Uh, so then people were like, well, I have all this Coke that I have to cut. What is a white powder around my house? There's one in the back of the fridge for the last six months. Let's try that one because this sugar didn't work at all. This is the worst caramel I've ever had. <laughs> that actually does sound tasty. Mm. Cocaine caramel? Ooh. 
Ooh, I don't know. Would you taste it? Wouldn't it be numb? Ooh, that mm. sounds even better. Yeah, we'll have to try it, Mike. We definitely will. We should start it. doing cooking segments on the show. We're allowed to bring induction burners in the studio, right? <laughs> only yeah. Lewis is fine with it. Yeah, we can do cooking segments only if we're cooking up dope. Yeah, I thought that was the rule. Yeah, it says it right on the wall outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Mike. This is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fucking fantastic, Mike. We're gonna cook up some coke with some sugar. It's gonna. We'll make a cotton candy. Ooh, like a, a sponge candy? sugar. Ooh, ooh, it'll be nice and airy. Oh, it's gonna be great, Mike. Love it. It is gonna be a fantastic situation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think this is just. I think the reason why these deaths are skyrocketing and all this is like there's also like a ton of like Percocet. I mean, we were talking about this in high society a little bit, where it's like people are just catching up to the fact that like you could take Percocet to so you could fuck longer. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's that was my move. I, I said this on like I said, I said this on HSR. That was my go to back in the day. Anytime I'm fucking on perks, I get out of it. What do you mean? I like, I just sort of nod out while I'm fucking. You, you, the key is to do a small dose, Mike. No, I'm saying like I take like one oxy, like one, uh, sorry, ten, one. You take one 10 milligram yeah, perk? Yeah, perk 10. And I'm like, I'm a zombie. All right. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. That shit Mike. fucks me up. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I'm very I'm scared right. of it. I'll tell you this, though. If you, if, you, if you stay awake, you chew up a perk, I should just leave them in my wallet. And that would be what I would, because, you know, you get a little excited when you're with a new lady when you're younger. So you would just chew on a perk and then be like, all right. Chew a perk in the this, cab. You ready for this pill taste, baby? You, you, well, you know, you drink a little, you, you have a little soda or, or beer or something with you, Mike. And then it would just be like, you're just uh, smashing and not coming. Now, if you, look, here's the thing. If you pre-jack a- after the first time you smash, She'll give you a third chance. You know what I mean? What do you mean? If you nut too quick the first time you fuck a chick, she probably will be like, I don't need to call this kid again. Uh, But if you smash it out good, and then the second time you nut too quick, you're probably still going to get that third hit. Yeah. yeah, For sure. She's going to be like, well, that first time was great, though. Yeah, you got to be just a little deceptive. Yeah. Yeah. You always got to be a little deceptive. I and mean, that's just, that's start, the game. Then start resting on your laurels. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, you know, that's the cat and mouse game of seduction, Mike. Yeah. Smash out that perk. All right. Let's move on. We got to talk about another sponsor real quick before we get the fuck out of here, Mike. Uh, and that is YoDelta.com. You know about YoDelta.com? What's up? Do you know about YoDelta.com? I've heard of it. It's Delta 8 THC. You know what that does, Mike? Gets you high. It does? Yeah. And so if you use the promo code GAS at checkout, you're going to get 25% off on uh, your YoDelta Delta 8 vape cartridges, gummies. They've got everything. They sent us a bunch. I've been eating them. It's fucking great. You like it, right? They do taste good. Yeah. And they get me high. Yep. Those Those are the two points of the thing. Like, here's the thing. It's like, if Yo Delta was making uh, Yo Cocaine and spinning it up, we wouldn't have to do that cooking segment that we're going to do later, Mike. I mean, honestly, it feels like a, a missed opportunity for them. Really? They should be spinning cocaine into gold. Yes. Um, but they're not. They're making Delta 8 THC, very potent gummies and vape cartridges. Go to YoDelta.com. Use the promo code GAS. 
Get 25% off. Moving on. So we talked a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, was there a shooting off of a scooter, Mike? What? Didn't we talk about this? Didn't we watch a video of a drive-by scooter shooting a few weeks back? So another one has happened. Uh, teen shot dead, impossible retaliation for killing a boy, 13, sources say. Uh, on a fucking scooter in the Bronx. Motherfuckers are just driving up. It's How crazy is it to me? So the genesis Ooh. of the scooter. What were you going to say? You, uh, you have yours the video? is in the Bronx? Yeah. I got this story here. Man critically wounded in drive-by shooting involving fleet of scooters in Queens. What? I want to watch this. It's crazy to me. Dude, it was gay to drive around on a scooter like eight months ago. Yo, Revel changed the game. Dude, Revel, you know what I think it was is that with Revel, you could try it, and then you go, oh, that's pretty dope. I'm just going to buy one of these. That's what happened to me. I've told the story where I bought the Vespa before. I literally just rented one because that's how people get around in Spain. And I was like, this is the most fun thing I've ever done. And then I bought one immediately, Mike. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah I remember this. Yeah, and I crashed the shit out of it. Yeah, you did. That's how you do, Mike. You crash the shit out of a scooter. You get drunk, you crash a fucking scooter. Ooh. Or you shoot somebody, apparently. What do you got? You got the video? No, there's no video of the drive-by shooting. Can I just see some pictures? No. How many scooters are in the gang of scooters, Mike? I don't know. Dude, if there's scoot there's roving scooter gangs and dirt bike gangs, what the fuck is going on outside? It's like Turbo Kid. Is it? Have you ever seen Turbo Kid? I have not seen Turbo Kid. It's like Mad Max with bicycles. Oh yeah, we've had this conversation. Yes, I know. Okay. Um, so it looks like Okay, so I have the suspects, but I don't have them on scooters. Let me see them. I would have thought white guys. Still wearing a mask during the daytime. Well, outside. yeah, he's shooting people, Mike. That's the reason you're supposed to classically wear a mask, Mike. For murders. Mm. Get your murder game up. It's pretty sick that you just have that built-in excuse for concealing a murder now. And still, you can always just be wearing a mask and be like, I'm scared of germs. Now you can say you're scared of the flu. For the rest of your life. For I guarantee you, you will see masks on the subway in the winter forever now. You don't think so? Forever? You'll see, you never see white people with masks in the summer, in the winter, on the subway. You saw some Chinese people with them. Bro, I'm shook right now. Of what? Like. That Delta variant? No, 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 just people, no, I'm saying the opposite, like the uh, the opposite of what I just said, actually. Like, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm confused when I see someone with a mask on inside now. What do you mean? Like, when I see people who have masks on, I'm just okay. like, what? Bro, we're over this. You're not seeing that too much. I am seeing it a decent amount in Williamsburg. Well, the place that's right next to where you work will yell at you if you walk in without a mask. I walk in without a mask three times a week. They don't yell at me anymore. Really? They just gave up. Good, because even down there, people weren't care. Remember we read the article on the show? Was it, That must have been not even three months ago. Well, we read that article about people keeping their masks on despite the CDC shit. But even de Blasio was saying that kids have to wear masks in school. Which I think sucks. That does suck. Because it's going to turn a lot of those kids into weirdos. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be fucking before they make out now. Do you think? I think so. That, uh, doesn't, ma- that doesn't track. Why not? How you can't kids- get COVID from fucking. You can get COVID from making out? 
if you're spitting in each other's mouths and shit. Seems like a way to get COVID. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, probably more likely than fucking. At least for straight white men. It's got to it's got to be AIDS rules. I don't know, dude. I feel like if you're I feel like if you're fucking I don't know, you're going to catch that COVID, dog. What are we talking about? Nah, dude, you're not catching the COVID. We did the math. Suspect. <laughs> All right. We can move on, Mike. All right, we got to get the fuck out of here because uh, Legion of Skanks is coming in here. Uh, we got to figure out a new time to record next week, um, which I'm sure we'll figure out. Uh, maybe we'll just push back the release of the show for a week or two. Um, <clears throat> but what I'm going to do is because I had to cut this short, uh, I got in here at a time that it, it just was, I came in when we normally record. I uh, didn't realize that Legion of Skanks was coming in uh, when I woke up this morning or I came in a little earlier. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to tack on an old classic interview that I did. Uh, you want to throw a Dave Smith show on here from the old High Society Archives? You want to do one of those? You want to do one of those? That works for me. It works for you. I think it's great for me. I, we've been doing um, we've been doing fucking shows together. I miss Dave. I did this show at Robbie last week. Why not do the other part of the half a part of the problem this week? We'll throw that in there. They were really fun shows. We just did them in my bedroom uh, every once in a while when uh, neither of us were working. So it was fun. just a, yeah, it was just a fun time. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna find those and we'll put that up there. All right, sound good to you? Works for me. All right, follow me at Chris from BKOIN on Twitter and Instagram, and follow Mike at the M Harrington on both of those platforms. And come out, uh, come out to the club on uh, for the people Chris likes to drink with show on Fridays at midnight. And then uh, me and Robbie Bernstein will be in Boston doing a smoke out bug out on the 17th. Hit me up. I'll tell you how to get there. We'll do stand up, hip hop, podcast. Come through. And get the shirt. Podcastmerch.com. Have a good one. High Society Radio presents The Chris from Brooklyn Bonus Content Fun Time. Here's your host, Chris from Brooklyn. Boom. Do you motherfuckers like extra shows? Because this is the sixth podcast released by High Society Radio in the last goddamn two weeks. You motherfuckers wanted more content. We gave you more content. The fuck do you want from us? Happy holidays, you sons of bitches. So this is another bonus show. Um, This show, this week, this bonus show is with comedian Dave Smith that you may know from the Ron and Fez show. You may know him from the Legion of Skanks podcast, the Hammer Fisting podcast, or his own podcast, Part of the Problem. Uh, I've known him uh, since we were 17 and used to drink 40s on street corners together. Uh, which is odd because Stanley didn't meet him until the first time he did the Ron and Fez show. But me and Dave have been buddies for a long time. I just call him Smitty. Um, so if you know him and you know me, you know we have similar political leanings. He's a little more uh, extreme than I am. So we had a conversation about that. He's a huge UFC fan. We talked about CM Punk a little bit. All in all, it was a great podcast, and it was a great conversation between two guys who have known each other for a while and don't get to see each other as often as they should. So if you're interested in that and you like Dave, you like this show, give it a listen. Follow him at Comic Dave Smith on Twitter. And you should probably go check out Legion of Skanks, Part of the Problem, or Hammer Fisting if you're, in- if you're interested in comedians talking 
uh, Libertarian Politics or MMA. Any of those podcasts that he does will help you out. But so, yeah, this is me talking to Dave Smith. All right. All right. I'm here with uh, Libertarian Firebrand, <laughs> Dave Smith. And he just told me that Martin raped Gina. And I no, had I don't no think idea. She, I don't think he raped her. But I'm pretty sure. I almost maybe Google this to back me up. I'm pretty sure Martin. Why are you like, trying to hold down? Sexually why are harassed. Why, why are Libertarians in the Tea Party holding back the black man? Um, because that's what we do. That's <laughs> the Tea Party's middle name. Tea, hold the black man down party. So wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure the story goes that Gina said that Martin sexually harassed her or something like that. And uh, I, I think that had a lot to do with why the show got canceled. And I think if you look at the last few episodes, like they're never in the same scene together. Google this to back me up on it. But I'm pretty sure I don't I don't right now. Whoever's listening or whatever. Google yeah. it to back me up. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Huh. I had no idea. But like he gave her a start. Like his Hannibal first- brought Cosby down. I'm bringing Martin down I'd right so- here. Somehow I think it's I, I think he's good. I think, he's, <laughs> I think he's been taken down. I haven't seen- When was the last time he had a movie? Oh, I'm sorry. Society. Did you get to that first? Before? Uh, dr- drugs and uh, waning fame. Mm. Did you get to that? I loved Martin though. Martin was fucking That was a good show. Dude. He was great. The show was great. He was hilarious. Go watch those old like Def Jam sets and stuff. He was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think like some of those guys get a bad rap because of Def Jam. Like, uh, I always thought, like, Eddie Griffin, for a while, was pretty funny. Yeah, Eddie was a really talented guy. But, anyway, uh, well, we just did, like, a fucking hour podcast sitting on my couch, because uh, people that are listening to this don't know that we're friends and probably listen to both of, like, all of your podcasts, my podcast. Yeah, well, we a weird kind of, like, connection through the podcasting world. Yeah. It's weird. But we've known each other yeah, since we've we were, like, since 20, like, 19 or since Way before we knew what the fuck a podcast was. We knew each other since before there were podcasts. That wasn't a thing. I don't think there was, wasn't an iPod. Like, uh, yeah. It is weird how much all this shit just, like, comes in and, like... I mean, when I first started, like, podcasting and, uh... I just didn't even, like, believe in the idea of it. Like, I was like, this is, no one's gonna fucking give a shit about this. I remember Legion of Skanks, our first... I mean, I don't, I don't know this for sure. You guys have been doing it for a while, though. Yeah, we've been doing it for a few years now. I mean, we... Our first episode might have had like forty or fifty people listen to it. Like we have, like no, we had no fan base for it when we started, and now I mean, like the numbers have gotten really big this year. Uh, yeah, um, us too. We did, we were slacking asshole. Like you guys been doing it for like five years, a little less than that, I think, probably like three and a half, maybe. We've been doing this eight years. This is like the eighth anniversary of this podcast, Jesus. but we did not take it seriously for shit. Now I'm going to these guys like, yo, man, this is starting to blow up. Uh, I'm hearing about podcast guys like when Adam Carolla started. I was like, we should probably take this seriously. We have a built-in base. Nah. And how did you? How did you know like uh, like Stanley and uh, you you grew, like know him for years too? Just like, uh, he went to Brooklyn Tech. I okay, went to Brooklyn cool. Tech, and we just got that, exactly. It was just the same thing, just years, and just end up doing this shit together. But the Legion of Skanks things. Anyway, anybody who's listening to this, if you're in the New York area, because I know we have a lot of people, go see Legion of Skanks live at Creek in the Cave because it is a fun show. It's just you guys bullshitting, and it's free. It's free every Tuesday at uh, 10 p.m. We do it live now, too. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, oh, really? Live. Yeah, we just started that. We just got cameras in there and stuff. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. You come with like, real cheap drinks and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like $3 beers. Yeah, the Creek the creek in the Cave in general is just like a great place. Yeah, uh, I, I, like you can see uh, like headliners work out their set for a month straight sometimes in there, or like a week straight, well, like working on a special or something. Yeah, I don't know how Rebecca, Rebecca Trent, she's the one who owns and runs the place. I don't know how she does it, but the prices are like crazy low. She just created kind of like a cool environment for comics so she just gets everyone just comes out i mean literally she said like seinfeld and bill burr and yeah, Lucy I see, K. yeah i saw colin quinn come there. Out there yeah quinn's come out there but well, well, quinn she uh she uh directed colin quinn's last one-man show 
So oh, he, okay. he like ran it there the whole week before he was doing it like on Broadway. Yeah, I, I saw it there because I mean, I worked down the block, so it's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I'm going to go check that out because the first one was great. Yeah, it's a cool little neighborhood out there, too, in, in Long it's, Island City. It's Man. blowing up. Yeah. There's two comedy clubs. The Laughing Devil is is there, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work, I work over there a little bit, too. Yeah. So go pay money and see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come come to the creek on Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, you, you don't want people to see you? In, I know it's a very small club. I don't want to get, uh, you know, as Rebecca, I don't want to get her upset. I only oh, promote, okay. you know, creek. Yep. You, well, you're like, trying to get a Broadway show. You're trying to get a one. Oh, listen, show. maybe I'm trying to be the next, uh, next Colin Gwynn. What was I? Oh, I wanted to ask you something. I, I do listen to your podcast because I have a fucking droning ass job when I'm not doing this. Nice. Uh, you are a like you're, you're a supporter. I was a big supporter of Ron Paul when he ran. Yes. Uh, the first time, well, not the first time, but like uh, two t- times ago, like this 2008. Time, yeah, this time it was kind of hard to defend him against the racist. Uh, uh, you know, like people were calling him a race, and I was just like, "All right, I'm done. I'm not going to vote anyway. <laughs> He's not in it." I'm I not hear what you're vote. saying. But uh, you've been supporting Rand Paul, and I worry that uh, he's the libertarian equivalent of Barack Obama. Right, but I'm. I mean, if if you hear my take on it, it's not so much that I'm like supporting Rand Paul. I have no illusions about him getting in, winning, and okay. doing something. And that's what fucked up with Obama is that that's the liberal thing. Like, you think someone can get into government and change everybody. I just think he can do what Ron Paul did louder. He can get – it's about, you know, just bringing issues up and, and making Hillary Clinton talk about stuff that she doesn't want to talk about. Like, bringing up issues that otherwise no one would. Like, like foreign policy. Like foreign, foreign policy. Foreign, things like more impo- – just the fact that we imprison more of our own people than anyone else in the world, that we should end the war on drugs, that we should – you know, that we should uh, – that we've been bombing Iraq for 20 years now. He'll bring up things like that mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that other people won't. Like, no one else is really talking about that stuff. But that's, that's what worries me because uh, Ron Paul did do stuff like that. Right. And I worry that he kind of pussyfoots around so much that he won't. I agree. I wish he was – I wish he was just a younger version of his father. I wish Ron Paul was just like uh, was like fifty five right now. That's yeah, what libertarians really need. He just got too old. Like the unfortunately for Ron Paul, the great tragedy with him is that like the explosion in interest just didn't line up with his age very well. He was already too old by the time he really had an army of young people behind him. Yeah, if the internet had come out, I mean that that lazy liberal piece of shit Al Gore should have just invented the internet <laughs> twenty years earlier. <laughs> And instead of going on Morton Downey Jr., you could have had Ron Paul fucking actually earning money. Whatever. Al Gore's been doing fucking great for himself. That guy, talk about like winning by losing, that uh, white men can't jump philosophy. That oh, guy yeah. lost the president. Was, was he, he's and made $200 million yeah. since then, and he's like fucking, uh, and, and he didn't have to get so old. You know what I mean? He didn't have to. Selling carbon credits to himself. Have you ever seen like the clips of what that? A fucking hack. He sells carbon credits and he buys his own carbon credits, at, which is a tax write-off. Dude, go look at his. My the best thing now is just what always kills all these guys is just that they make predictions, um, and then time passes. So go look at go. By the way, every, oh remember, yeah, no, every the world is supposed to be dead. I remember every polar bear is dead now. Friends of mine, you know, like um, in like high school or whatever it was, like like liberal friends of mine who had seen like uh, an inconvenient truth. You know, telling me, like, oh, my God, it was such an amazing movie. Like, global warming's a real problem. And you're like, yeah, he laid down some pretty bold predictions for what the world would look like in 2014. And so go, go take a look at that now. Doesn't look so good anymore. Well, I, at I, the same time, Ron Paul, you know, was predicting that we'd be involved in too many wars. We'd have a debt bubble. We'd, you know what I mean? We'd yeah. be losing our civil liberties. They got, you know, it's like so that that's like people have track records. You can go, like, look at it now. It's pretty interesting. When you get to be, like, our age, is the thing when you're younger, it's just like someone saying something and 
and someone's saying the other thing. Yeah, yeah. And now you're kind of like, wait, I've lived through all this shit enough. Yeah, you know that this is... You know, when they come out with this Ebola thing, you're like, I remember swine flu. I remember this. Or the I, first know. time that they talked about Ebola when we were in fourth grade when the movie Outbreak came out. Was oh, like, yeah. When like, Ebola was scary then. Or like, then Outbreak it was, was dope, though. That was a good movie. And then it led to 12 Monkeys coming out, I'm pretty sure. I think those movies, like... 12 Monkeys is the Terminator version of fucking Outbreak. <laughs> yeah. They just combined Terminator and Outbreak, and they were like, what? Fuck it, 12 Monkeys. That was the good. pitch in some, think, in some corporate just, meeting. <laughs> all right. We got Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. Terminator plus Outbreak. We get smart motherfuckers and dumb motherfuckers in the same theater. It's everyone coked yeah. up. So I love it. I fucking love it, dude. Great. Uh. Can you make one of them a homeless person so we can get the sympathy in there? Sure, Bruce Willis is a homeless person. Man, done, bro. Jacked. Homeless. I mean, it's just like that easy to make changes in the script. It's like, done, bro. What else you want? Can yeah. you throw a Labrador in there? Absolutely, bro. In there. Got it. On the poster. All right, 13 Monkeys. That's the name. There we go. Uh, can we turn that back a little? 13 people scared of 13. All right, 12. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 13th floor in a hotel It's just not really worth it 12 then whatever dude I just want to make this money Alright let's go Alright Well there's one Here's this thing I was listening Like I said I listened to a couple of your podcasts Because I know you're coming in To hang out and do this uh, And One thing you were talking about um, Eric Gardner selling cigarettes In front of Like you said Now the cigarettes shouldn't be overly taxed So he shouldn't have had the opportunity To be selling them in front of a bodega But you were like You said you're basically like, there's nothing wrong with him selling these cigarettes in front. I'm saying that that shouldn't be a crime. I mean, anything like voluntary that's not... I, I, don't, I don't believe in the idea of anything like that's a crime that, that doesn't no. infringe on someone's freedom. So What I'm, what I'm saying is this. is uh, like, this, Something that just came to my mind was uh, in a complete free market system. And believe me, I think there's a little bit too much restrictions. And it, it, it clearly favors... The, like, the restrictions we put on clearly fl- favor the wealthy in a lot of ways. Right. But something like this, like uh, like him selling loose cigarettes in front of a bodega. Now, like for like uh, those guys pay for a store, and everybody like the fact that there's a sign that says there's a bodega there means that everybody that drives by knows that's a place to buy cigarettes. Right. So if the if the charge, but the the charge that the cops were arresting him on was selling cigarettes without tax. If they were saying that he was trespassing or loitering or setting up a business in front of another business and then refused to leave, mm-hmm. then that's a different situation. Then you're talking. About about someone who's like a violent, you know what I mean, actor, but they weren't asking him to move. You know what I'm saying? They were trying to arrest him. And he was like, no, I wasn't selling anything. I'm minding my business. I'm not doing it. So look, if you're, yeah, you're right, dude, in a, in a, if that's a, a private situation where the business owner does, and that's, I don't know exactly what happened here. I don't think the business owners are the ones who were, fu- I think the cops were on beats fucking no. with this guy. Let, let's, uh, you know, uh, I've been in situations where store owners have been like, no, he's just drunk. Leave him alone. Don't yeah. Arrest him. I, I, and I've been. You know, in the wrong completely, sure. but they don't want to go to court. But I'm I spend a night in the jet in the fucking clink or whatever. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. No, look, I just um, I look to me at the end of the day, whatever it is, right? Even if it was a situation where this guy's like not moving and he's being difficult, th- th- look, dude, that type of violence that they bring to him, right? When it's like, hey, we're taking you. He puts his hands up and you're like, we're taking you. Grab him by the neck, throw him on the ground, f- put a fucking knee in. His- that should be used when there's someone who's like a violent threat. To someone yeah. else like it should be only the same way that SWAT raids somebody who swung on a bouncer yeah. at the very least yes exactly like something someone was a threat to someone someone someone's out here gonna hurt somebody else we have to bring like this violence to match violence the same way as like a SWAT raid should happen in like a hostage situation okay. that's what you have a SWAT team for not for fucking like we got a rumor that someone has some weed on them we're gonna SWAT and throw in smoke bombs and you know we have, what do we have like 30,000 of those a year yeah. now oh, or something, that's you know? it's, it's anytime crazy. anybody I've been arguing with 
I mean, I, I've been arguing with both sides on Facebook. I don't know if you, you don't really do a social media thing that much. I, right? I don't. I got to get better at that. That's one of my New Year's resolutions is to at least at least Twitter. I think I'm going to tackle and start using more. I just I, I don't. I'm not great at writing my opinions, and I don't really like going back and forth. But I will grant you that I think both sides have a lot of shit fucked up. Yeah. No. Because that's the thing is uh, whatever we were talking about before, but. Um, these guys will say, uh, like, there's people online who will post a picture of, like, Mike Brown with a gun in his hand. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I'm, I, own, I own businesses, and I'm, an, like, a relatively upstanding citizen. I employ people, and there are pictures of me from when I was 17, like, holding guns, grabbing my dick. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure there are pictures of you smoking yeah, blunts or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, being an idiot. Gambling or whatever. Like it's it, it, but when people use that, it's like you're just clearly a racist. Or like people will be like, "Don't fuck with the cops, and you won't get shot." Like, yo, I've seen you commit crimes. Well, I think what it is a lot of the times is that it's people, people, you know, emotionally jump to one side and then they rationalize it. So they they want to be on this side and then they try to rationalize their case from there. And it's certainly if you want to be like against the cops and you want to be. Um, pro Mike Brown, then it's a much better story if he had his hands up and he's an angel and mm-hmm. he was a gentle giant or whatever other bullshit came out the first day. Remember the, that? That was like for the first two days, it was all this gentle giant stuff until the cops I think that was Eric. I think actually, then you're right. I think that was Eric Gardner. No, 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 no. I'm talking, this was Mike Brown. Mike Brown, Both? for like the first couple days, yeah, they, they used this thing, he, he wouldn't hurt a fly, and then the cops released that video of him ripping off the story. But then it's crazy that these right-wing, like, Fox News guys will be like, oh, that's it, man, you don't want to die, don't rob a store. And you're like, no, dude, that's not the fucking rules of the game. You don't, it's not like, oh, fucking cops have the right to execute you because you, you maybe didn't pay yeah. for your cigarettes no. and shoved a guy on your way out. I mean, fuck you for shoving that guy, that's a shitty thing to do. But again, I do, I do think you're, you're shitty for shoving, should be consequences for that but again like you said dude like you know the way we fucking grew up and kids like that i I get it like even even something like that like assaulting that store owner it's fucked up i don't even think you shouldn't get murdered for that i don't even think a 19 year old should really even go to like maybe a night but like you really should like you should have to do i got into some trouble when i was like 20 and i had to do 10 days community service and i kind of toned my shit down right you know what i mean like just, just that, just because, just like being involved in the system will make you tone your shit. But like, that's well, what you also want right. You want to think about something that's actually like constructive instead of just being lazy. Like throw them away, throw them in fucking yeah. juvie with some killers for fucking six months. Like, is that really going to make him any better yeah. when he comes out? Like, maybe think about something like I don't know, it sound like one of these like liberal pussies or whatever. But it's like maybe you do start to think about things like, oh, okay, this kid's probably got some fucking troubled shit in his life. Maybe we can, you know, like help put him on a better path or something. Every like every nineteen year old who's not committing sociopathic murder is you know what i mean like yeah. needs whatever we know some guys like that when they, they got in some legal troubles before that now that guy might that might be the <laughs> that guy might have to go do some time yeah but well, no uh, he is yeah no i know he is what i'm saying that that might be like the right thing yeah but that's know? what i'm saying like somebody like that does time like uh it, but anybody he's selling drugs or even like fighting even like honestly like what Mark Wahlberg did and like that, that's the thing that drives me nuts the same people who are like calling these guys like good guys and angels is that like running I feel like it was like uh, no. moving before it's uh, yeah it just oh it just froze oh okay yeah, yeah I just want to make sure you weren't losing the nah nah yeah. nah we're good cool. but uh yeah it's just the bar is small yeah but um like the same people that were calling these guys angels are the same people saying that Mark Mark Wahlberg is only trying to get his shit expunged because he's a white dude. They're like, no, it's because he's trying to open franchises places. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the yeah. The craziness is like I, there, there's a lot of hypocrisy like that. But look, there's I mean, it's unbelievable how much there is on the other side. I mean, I just can't. 
it's really crazy to me. It's almost creepy to me. And I hate to even be the guy who disclaims making his point, but I will disclaim. But like, obviously, it's fucking horrible that those two cops got killed. Oh, but yeah. like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I feel like an asshole for even saying that. But it's like, uh, it's just crazy to me how much all these people, like the people on the cop side, the Giuliani people, they just, it's so transparent. They value cop lives so much more than anyone else's lives. It's like, these two cops get killed and it is like a travesty that like you brought up Amadou Diallo before when we were oh, talking. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you see half this much sympathy for no. Amadou Diallo? And they killed well, not him. Not from those type of people. But I'm not. saying, right, that's what I'm saying, though. Those yeah. type of people, right, they killed that guy. If their mission is to protect and serve, that should be when they're the most upset yeah. is when we like Sean Bell just kill someone innocent who we fucked up. It's yeah, not us, yeah. but they're not. They're at their most upset when they die, which kind of does tell you like they're not there to protect and serve. They're there for themselves. Cops' number one priority well, is officer safety. The Giuliani's and stuff like that. First of all, Giuliani's just trying to make some money. Like, he has a yeah, job yeah, yeah. in Mad Long. He's just trying to get on TV. Well, he's also, like, defending his kind of, like, legacy and shit like that. Oh, like, yeah, to build up his, you know, like, no, being the tough, the cop guy, that's that's the way to go. Like, yeah, that, that was his shtick, though. But uh, what I'm saying is, like, uh, a lot of times people use it, like, this is being used politically immensely. A lot of people don't even realize that the police union is negotiating uh, Which is raises right dude. now, and that's clearly why this is so amped up, dude. They're the using union, these guys dying. And here, the crazy thing is, like all these, like it's so weird how, like, uh, like the Republicans or the whole right wing in like American politics is just an interesting thing where it's like, it's like the left doesn't understand what government is. The left thinks government is like this benevolent force for like social justice. That's like a kind of a ref in the game, like a game changer. Yeah. Then the the which is completely not true. I mean, the government has its own interest, and it's a lot of times people you know in the revolving door who work in these corporations. The, the government is just like the monopolization on force. The right understands that, but they really like it. Like they understand that the government is forced. So, so the right wing people, they kind of hate any time the government isn't just like when, the, when they're like, hey, we're going to use the government for like food stamps. You're like, nah, that's not what the government does. That's, that's bullshit. That's, that's a violation of free. But when they're like, we're going to use the government to take a gun in your face yeah. and club you over the head. They're like, absolutely. So these Fox News people who are all about taking on public sector unions, now they'll just fall right in line with the cop union. This is like one of the most fucked up public sector unions. Dude, this guy came out after he is fucking using these two cops death oh yeah to fucking score political points against de blasio to say de blasio has a hand in these two cops being killed it's like no no no. you always didn't like this guy you haven't liked him since he got in and now because these guys died you're gonna jump on that but they're negotiating a new contract they haven't liked all part of this deal yeah so it's like he's like you're using these guys deaths to get him to just give you money so you shut up. So like he starts demanding weird. that he steps down, and now he's got this big negotiating thing to be like, well, yeah. maybe I'd be quiet about that. Maybe we stop turning our backs on you yeah, if you exactly. give us everything we fucking want, which is disgusting, by the way. These guys are soldiers. Like, that's what they are. Yeah. They, right? Bloomberg's at seventh biggest army in the world. They, they, they can't turn their back on the fucking mayor. Turn the fuck around. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's true. He's, if he's their commander in chief or what whatever. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I, 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 I got to see him as like one termer. Right? Like, yeah, just probably. with what's going on. Because it's already two years in. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Look, I'm not a de Blasio guy. I don't give a shit about that. Like, he can leave. I'm just saying it's like, it's just such, like, blatant hypocrisy on that oh, other yeah. side. On you the know? the like, cops are just, I mean, what they're doing is just, just because it's so, if you're looking, it's blatantly them trying to make money. And it's just crazy to just be like, hey, like, I don't know, dude. They can sit here and talk about how this is the safest big city in the world. Um, which no one would have really given a shit about. Here's the thing is like, I also know like 
See, my family in Brooklyn goes back like, you know, a little bit before this whole. So, like, yeah, my, yeah. you know, it's like when I've heard like, you know, cops and people like my buddy Mark DeMeo. I was listening to him. He's like a friend of mine and a really funny comic. And I was listening to him and Ted Alexandra at some podcast. They were like debating this. I just listened to it the other day. And he's like talking about how, like, you know, in Crown Heights and Bed-Stuy back when I was a cop, like in the, in the 70s and 80s, no one wanted to live there. Like there were these true. horrible crime filled neighborhoods. And it's absolutely true. Anyone who knows the city. But I also like my 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 mother grew up in Crown Heights before that. Like so they lived there and then moved out when it started getting bad. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, there was also a time before that when it wasn't nearly as bad in New York yeah. City. So there was like there was like no crime. Then the war on drugs came in. Then crime got out of control. Then we built up this huge army of a police force, and Giuliani like stomped the crime back down. But maybe like now we just don't need to live this way anymore. You know what I mean? It like could we don't, be. We I don't mean, need an army in New York City anymore. Well, that's well, that's the crazy thing. Is like yeah, there's thirty five thousand police officers in a city of what I, they say there's twelve million. But we it's could like 10. take Japan or something like Easily. that. The NYPD. Like, Easily. If you just sent every cop there, yeah, no problem. But like that's what I'm saying is like, well, L.A. has uh, 7,000 and there's 10 million people. There's 8 million people. And I think we have 12. Why do we need that much more cops exactly. or not that much more people in a smaller area to patrol? And they like that's the thing is like uh, that's what something a lot of these people that are defending the cops don't get is now these cops like there's when Giuliani took office. I don't think there was 20,000 cops. I think there was like 15. Yeah. And now there's 35,000. So it's like. Did they lower the quotas or are these guys now having to interact in the most densely populated areas, which are the poorest? Are they now having to interact with more people, therefore causing more distrust of the police because people are getting tickets for sitting on milk crates, for fucking drinking a beer, walking from the store on their corner to their door 10 feet away? And And, that's happened to me. And we're so busy prosecuting these bullshit nonviolent crimes that like for real crimes, people don't even get their day in court. They don't. And the whole system's so fucked up. They design it so that the the sentences are so incredibly high that they can just use that to to just basically blackmail you into just taking a taking the plea because they'll they'll look at you and they're like, okay, well, look, we caught you, you know, whatever you're fucking like 19 year old kid. We caught you with like, you know, uh, like half a pound of marijuana or something like that and you're like okay well do you want to go to jail for seven years and you're like seven fucking years like I'm a kid I can't that's my life life. that's my life like I can't even wrap my head around that and they go oh okay or you can just plea down you know do a year and put a thing on your fucking record and now you're guilty now you're fucking guilty now you have to be poor and it's all just a fucking plant like it's just ridiculous and then you you realize there's just these other places in the world you know like Portugal or wherever where they just go ah we're just gonna stop yeah and everything's fine yeah, it's everything's not. fine. Other people go like this thing or like, you know, like, what if we like the, the Giuliani like broken window thing where it's like, well, what if we let I mean, you know, if we just let Eric Gardner sell cigarettes, then what? Like, yeah. then what? Then nothing. Then a guy gets a cigarette. That's really it. That's yeah. all that happens. And maybe a store makes a little less money off cigarettes. And whatever. Good for fucking them. Why do they own that money? Why do they own that? Well, if he's in front of their store and they're advertising. Maybe not in front of their store, but if it's a public sidewalk, you know what I mean? Then in that case, if he's selling cigarettes on his stoop, sure, right? he had like a lemonade stand for Lucy's and uh, Blunt's or something, that would be good. Yeah. Hey, why not? You should be able, well. That was that was the fucking best thing. Uh, the war. Do you remember that? Like that was something that, like Fox News latched onto. But it is just it just shows like the overregulation. Like the war on lemonade was a thing like two summers ago. Yeah, they shut down some kids' but, lemonade stands. They would like find it across the country. But like even like kids who uh, like would ba- were baking at home and selling cupcakes door to door. That like all of a sudden the health department would show up at their house. Like somebody was snitching clearly. Like but. 
that is like anybody who doesn't think who thinks libertarians are crazy. You should look at things like that and be like, well, this that little girl should be able to sell lemonade without getting shut down for not having a business license. Well, yeah. And it's all. Yeah. Look, I get libertarians do come off crazy a lot but a lot of that's also because we live in like this fucking 1984 matrix world where it's yeah. like everything is you know up is the, you know tom woods who's like this really brilliant libertarian he uses this example that I, I love i use this all the time but he's like you got to understand like the culture we're living in right like uh, think if there was like a, a corporation because this is how liberals all this is i say it all the time to liberals like think of the government as a corporation because it is because it is and it's way way bigger and scarier and more powerful than any other corporation and, like it's uh, a charge no profit for shareholders even, but and, you're right us. And, and also operates at a huge deficit yeah. <laughs> operates uh, it's it's 18 trillion in debt and it but it's not like you know like so if you think of it like a corporation all of a sudden Walmart isn't so scary because you're like, well, Walmart, you know, spent like a few billion dollars last year and the government spent like four trillion and the government has like an army and a navy and an income to an IRS and yeah. all this stuff that can come get you like they don't have. But when you think about it, like so, uh, so Tom Woods, he's like a historian. You can look him up. He's great. Uh, but he goes like uh, he was like, imagine like one company, like say Walmart ran all the schools like they just ran schools. Okay. They went on this, all the schools. And when the kids come in from, from age five years old, you come in and around your classroom, there's like pictures of all the CEOs of Walmart. And then every day you pledge an allegiance to Walmart. And then your, you know, your, your teachers will teach you like ridiculous made up hero stories. Like the first CEO never told a lie and he chopped down a cherry tree. He admitted it cause he can't lie. And then, you know, Lincoln CEO freed the slaves. And it's all these noble things. And it's like, and then he's like, well, do you think maybe like the population might have a bias toward Walmart or like there might be like this kind of like, you're like, you might point out, Hey, this is kind of sick. Like this is disgusting that we yeah. do this, like, that we have our kids. So there's this huge bias toward the government. But if you really do, if get the, the lemonade stand and shit like that, it's good anecdotal like stories. But if you look at all the major problems right now, it's so fucking obvious. That's what's so crazy when these liberals even try to argue like Wall Street was deregulated or something like that. Like, you're like, look, this is not a fucking free market laissez-faire government. We're spending four yeah. trillion dollars or whatever, three and a half trillion dollars a year. We're 18 trillion in debt. We spy on all our own citizens. We're in like multiple wars. It's all big government. Every problem take, is fucking big take government. Take any hippie who says that the, these corporations are terrible and then be like, all right, the reason high fructose corn syrup is in your fucking soda and everything is because of the government. Yes. Like, it's not because... The only reason why corn syrup is cheaper than sugar from the Caribbean is because the government fucking pays people to grow corn yeah. that isn't worth and shit. And I guarantee any of the worst corporations that you could name um, are completely in bed with the government. Like, any of the ones that of you course. could go are, like, the really bad guys. You go, like, oh, well, what about these firms on Wall Street? Like, okay, yeah. The, the ones who are run by their ex-boss, the Treasury Secretary? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's not a free market. The ones that congressmen work at when they fucking yeah. retire? and then It's they, like the oil companies... Like, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, well, the oil companies can do so well because they don't have to fucking raise an army themselves to go fight in the Middle East to keep the prices where they are. The yeah, government exactly. does it for them. So it's like all those companies would be fucking much better companies would come up if we didn't have the government. But it does. I do think sometimes libertarians fuck up and they make it seem like we we do have a tendency to almost make it seem like problems would go away if you had freedom. Like, it's not no, like it a wouldn't. utopian philosophy. It's just saying you're better off. You might have way. you you might have different you might have the same exact amount of problems. They would be different problems. Sure, but I, I think overall it's just the more it's the more like ethical way 
to like run a society it's just kind of like ever you know what i mean like if someone someone fucks with someone someone violates someone else's yeah. rights you have a right to go get them but well for me it's always like uh whatever i'm not you're much deeper into this oh now. i've do- i've dove like, in yeah far far like to <laughs> me it's just like uh there's never been a government that allocates funds well Right. Why would we ever give them more funds to allocate or more rights to allocate funds? They're terrible at it. And I don't think anyone could ever allocate other people's funds with no accountability well. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, it's just that that's the nature of the fucking game. Exactly. You, know, you get in there and there's been so many like really hardcore free market people who get into government. But then they get in there and it's like, eh, all right. Well, you know what? Let me play the game and really, you know, win from in there. But yeah, if anybody, anybody who thinks that like we live in a, and Wall Street's been deregulated and like clearly these things are there's new there's regulations that exist to benefit the rich and keep them rich like uh accredited investor laws i've just been like research you know about these mm-hmm. i've just been researching them like recently just like looking up and i was like it's ridiculous like i can't give on like angel list i can't go on there and donate i easily have five thousand dollars right i can't donate to some company that i think is really cool despite the fact that i'm holding really secure fucking t-bills like i can't do that because Fucking, I don't make $200,000 a year or have a million. I don't have an accountant that will say I have a million dollars in life. Right, and they're all, if you look at all the regulations, they're always kind of like plausibly there's some do-gooder like libertarian thing here but then if you really look at it you're like well no but actually this just really, you know, it'll all be, like all regulations are always kind of a thing where they'll be like, well just in case maybe some worker gets hurt, we require that you have an insurance program on this yeah. like worker blah, blah, something like that. And then, you know, they'll, you know, but, uh, you know, but if it wasn't for insurance, yeah. medicine would be cheap. Right. Exactly. And you could just come out but of your petty can, cash. And some little guy can't afford that, but the big guy can. And what, yeah. these things also like, it's like, you don't have to just, Murray Rothbard always talks about this, but you don't have to just like, when you see a government regulation, a lot of times people just feel like it, it's kind of like, oh, well, if there's like a quota on steel, that's because someone, you know, in the government felt like it would be better or the economy would flourish better or it would be better for the people if there was steel. It was like, and you can sit there and just feel that way. But these are things that are actually researchable. Like you can go yeah. find this out. And every single time or 99.9% of the time, it's like, no, it was lobbied by someone in the steel industry. It's not just that some government, you know, like decided this was good. It's that someone in that, look, there's a desire whenever you get in anywhere, dude, believe I, even at my level, and I'm not really anywhere, but at my level, I like barriers to entry. I like when there's a, a booker at a comedy club who goes like, yeah, no, we don't book any like brand new comics. We only book guys who have been to whatever, like a festival or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So you go, good, good. Cause that excludes me in a little bit you know like if someone came at source you always want things like that it's natural if you're if you're a psychologist and they go oh we're gonna pass a thing that says you have to be a licensed psychologist to practice and you're licensed you're fuck yeah make it harder for this next guy to come take my business away it's just natural to want that Mm -hmm. but it's kind of fucked up that's almost the thing i'm saying with Gardner. it's like you know if you're selling something and someone else not on your property but if someone else comes up and sells it and someone wants to go to them it's like yeah, but, but, all right, here's my like the actual problem with that is, and this is where like it's the flaw. If he's selling in front of the store, like that is a public sidewalk, right? But you have, you are the reason why people know that that is a location to buy cigarettes. Sure. So now he has none of the overhead, and he could just sell cigarettes. Right. The problem there is the government. Right. The problem is the the sidewalk being public essentially. Okay. So it's like the, so if that's that, that guy's sidewalk, then he should be able to kick people off. I don't know. Yeah. Once you get this problem of like a government in there, it's like yeah, no, I guess you're right. He can't just sell something there. But then at the same time, if it's public, he's paying for that shit too. And it's I, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. That's why the, the, when you have the government, it's like the problem of the commons. You just have problems like that. Yeah. But at the same time, he wasn't. Again, he wasn't like. 
What, what, from what I understand, at least, the, the charge is that he was selling cigarettes without the tax. That's what the cops are saying was like the problem. That's what he was being like arrested for or what okay. they were trying to arrest him for. But, you know, if it's, if it's a trespassing, then that's a whole different issue. You know, so then they ask you to leave and they're like, so you have to fucking leave. Mm. And then if he's like, I won't leave, that's kind of a different type of resistant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, then it's yeah. like a different level to me, at least. So if they were just like, you can't, if, whatever, there could be a law even in a libertarian society, let's say, where it's like you can't sell 50 feet from a business that's a brick and mortar. Like that is a restriction, but it's just a restriction on you not fucking over a dude or there um, can't be. Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends like if you're talking about I, I, like I really think that that would all come down to like property rights, like where whose owns the area where you okay. are. And if that's like if that's like a community owned area, I think you could still have community owned areas mm-hmm. in a libertarian society. Right. Okay. It would just it wouldn't be like, oh, we're going to throw you in jail if you don't pay your fucking you know, fees this year, it might be more like you're not allowed to use the road or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like predicated on violence like this, but you could have some area where you're like, yeah, the rule of our community is like no, no commercial activity on this road that we all chip in for, you know, as long as it's voluntary, I don't have a fucking problem with that. I got you. So yeah, and there would be, then you could ask someone to leave. It's the same as like asking someone to leave your club at that point. Like, uh, sir, you got to get out of here. You're not allowed to drink that, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in here. Okay. There are like a few random private streets in New York City where if you like try to park on them, like dudes will oh, yeah. run out and scream at you. Oh yeah, dude. Where you go like, uh, we were, we were, um, it was a while ago playing basketball at, uh, where's that fucking place? Like on, on like 14th Street over on the west side. Okay. It's like a private court but it just looks like a basketball court there but they come quickly like hey uh, what's going on mm, are you a resident no in uh there's like a couple of streets in bay ridge where i don't know how they even got the the whatever fucking zoning to do this but like you can't they they have a they have a, a city issued sign on the corner and it, like we parked somewhere because you can't park over there anyway so we just nobody saw the sign because it's not a sign you're fucking looking for right yeah so you just park and it's just like you can't fucking park here and if you just if nobody catches you like, and it was residents that were like, you can't park here, it's a private street. I'm like, how the fuck is that even, like, how long have these houses been yeah, owned by yeah. these families, possibly, like, a hundred years? Like, yeah, it's it's you- very strange. It's very strange. But it, it is also because it's, like, so rare, that's, like, a problem, too, because it's, like, the only one that's like that. It's, like, if every other, yeah, you know then what it's, I mean? If then the- it's, like, then they get extra, now you these people have extra privileges or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of you know, fucked up. Right. It's like it's great for you when you have it, but it's just like you wish more people would want to have it. It's like charter schools. Like more yeah, yeah. people want it. You know what I mean? But okay. like it's that it, I just wish it was like more widespread almost like, you know. Yeah, well I think with charter schools were something that I, I think some of them are good and some of them are bad. I don't know under I don't understand why some people fucking hate them so much. Like they have to be doing some good. Well, it's because these fucking people are like all involved. It's, dude, it's like all the government shit. Like I was saying, like worshiping the Walmart CEOs. Like for whatever reason, there's these areas of the government, and it happens all the time, dude. And and it's the right wing stuff is like the cops and the military, and the left wing stuff is like is like teachers and and uh, I don't know, like welfare or shit like that. But they ha- it is. It's like a religion. Like they just worship these people. Mm-hmm. Like they're fucking gods or something. But if you're ever actually around it, you're like, no, this is kind of all bullshit. Yeah. Like yeah. this is this is just like, I mean, whatever group of those you take, they're all kind of fucked up. I don't understand how so many people who went to public school will endorse public school teachers. There are well, a lot of good ones, but oh, there I are love, a lot of shit. Well, we were, we were saying this before, but yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, when people, the way they talk about public school teachers, like these angels, it's like, hey, look, man, as someone who went to public school and I went to something that wasn't supposed to be like a shitty public school, it was like an, a mediocre or at least like average ranked public school and um i mean yeah i said there were some good teachers and there were some people who never should have been given an interview to work around teacher uh, around children i mean like abusive horrible fucking people idiots just bad people like tons of it and so like to just defend these guys who make very 
I mean, they, they, they make very handsome salaries for the fucking time they work, is the yeah, truth. It's, it's, it's but the benefits that you get summers off and you're done by three. Yeah. And the benefit, it's like a pretty d- sweet deal. And there's and the, all the like tenure and shit like that. It's just like you can't get fired as a teacher. It's next to impossible. You and basically have to rape a kid. It's one of, like, it's, there's lots of opportunities for overtime. A lot of people don't realize that, like, when it comes to teachers, like, well, they don't get paid much. It's like, well, that's a base salary. And then every yeah. government job after five years, you get a bump. Then on top of it, you can teach night school, you can teach Saturday school, you can teach summer school, and they get you get a good chunk of money to teach less hours for summer school. And like all these government jobs, your your benefits and pensions are going to be way way better than you could get in the in the free market. Anywhere. I mean, there's like, no. There's just I mean, no at this equivalent. point, there's no pensions. Like, there's what, just just all it is. No, it's and, and that's a big part because all the taxpayers are working to pay for these people's fucking pensions. That's true. It's, it's fucked up, dude. And look, whatever, man. It's like it, it's just this weird thing where where you feel like. People are so like embedded in defending. They're like, no, I've already made up my mind. Like these teachers are great, or they're underpaid, or something like this. And it's like, no matter how much evidence you show them, look, dude, I think teaching the whole like education is. Um, I think they say it's like it hasn't been changed in like 120 years. It's 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 a uh, we the way kids, we structure it. Yeah, like dude, kids, we have like all the information in the world on your fucking phone now and that's barely changed the way we learn it's like ridiculous like we we have it's like if the government was regulating phones we would still have that one fucking black phone yeah but because the government's regulating education that stays the same dude you say you have like you hang out with like a little kid like a a, a two-year-old i was just my buddy lewis's kid just turned two the other day Mm -hmm. and you hang out with them and they're just so naturally interested in everything they want to learn they do all this shit and then we take them at like four or five years old and we throw them in like a row of desks in this boring yeah. fucking thing that sucks and they and they just associate in their mind like learning and education with this sucks. I know that's how me and you grew up like yeah, that's, school I mean, just fucking sucks. That, I mean dude. that is what happened. Uh, there's nothing like literally your entire existence is based on fun. Like if you don't have an older brother to be jealous of, which I didn't, yeah, you know what I mean? Either. Like so if you don't like you're like kind of jealous, like you're not excited to go to school. Like maybe you are because like your parents are hyping you up for a few months beforehand. Like yeah. you're going to go to school, it's going to be great. But then you get there and you're like, "Wait a second. This fucking sucks. I'm sitting in a row, I'm yeah. bored. Someone's just barking at me, memorize this and then tell it back to me." Then you're like, "Fuck this. This sucks." But dude, I'm just not, like we're two people who like, dude, we're this conversation we're having now is a more interesting conversation than half the teachers at our school ever fucking had. Like yeah. we're it's not that we are two ki- people who like couldn't have there's no one in the world who could have started an interesting conversation made us think made us interested in something yeah. it's just like but we grew up just like fucking school sucks and I did have one or two teachers ever who like oh, kind of yeah. got to me kind of like made me interested in something but then like we were saying before I had some fucked up ones you oh, had yeah. some ones you said who used like personal shit against you <laughs> yeah, you know some teachers who were just like assholes I had teachers tell me I was a waste oh, yeah. I would never amount to anything at like 14 I had a teacher ask friends of mine why they were friends with me in high school like why would you be friends with that fucking kid and they were like because outside of this building where you don't let anybody do anything he's probably really fun and you fucking yeah suck. you fucking asshole like i mean it's like me i don't know you're a fucking adult trying to like yeah. pick apart a teenager's friendship maybe you need maybe you need to fucking look in the mirror That's you know what thing. i mean like they they there's something warped that's why you see these teachers fucking kids like there's something you can't take an adult brain and put them around juveniles look dude, high school is a weird world and, and or elementary school like whatever yeah. junior high whatever like it's it's just a weird world and i think we're all kind of to some degree ruled by that world yeah. even throughout the rest of our oh. lives but when you like stay in that world it, it's it's weird most dude. people are who are teachers like maybe they'll have some like service gigs like when they're in their 20s while they're earning their graduate degree but then they go right back to school like they've never 
like their teachers, most teachers are teachers before they're in their 30s or they're trying to be teachers. Right. They're around people that are trying to be teachers. They're in this world of school forever. And you're fucked up as a kid. Now you're around fucked up kids, but you never got to go do this thing where like, oh shit, people aren't fucked up anymore. Right. And now you're just right back in it. Just fucking friction. It, yeah. Yeah, dude, it is. And it's and that's why I just, and I'm not even saying there's not great teachers and that's pretty cool if you're great, but it's just weird what they try to convince you as like noble. Like, you know, it's like yeah. these teachers are so noble. Or, no, they're it's not. Like, they have, have, it's a good job. Yeah, I have my own definition of like what's noble. Like, I don't know if like, if there were like three big dudes attacking some chick and you ran up and defended her that's I'd be noble. like that's noble like you risked getting stomped out yeah. to try to stop this chick like that's noble to me but it, it's just like you, taking a slightly lower paying job <laughs> so you can go to China in the summer isn't yeah, that noble exactly and then also you know like I'm uh, making more real life uh, things of like you know what I mean like fucking uh, throwing your socks in a kid's face I remember a teacher doing oh, that Jesus. she always she threatened this was the whole thing like if you called out again and this is a kid who like clearly had ADD by the way he was this kid in the class who was like bouncing off the walls mm. and she threw she would throw her dirty socks at him to just like humiliate him in front of the class like it's like shit like that you're like oh no that bitch had no honor she's not noble at all no. and then the other one man when i when you like because i'm very anti-war and when you really you know when you really look into that and you see what a fucking racket like war is that it's really interesting when you see that whole dynamic how how much propaganda that whole like you know support the troops thank you for your service like all that shit like thank you for your it's just very weird dude that we will go so there might be someone out there you meet someone you're like oh what do you do you're like oh i'm a nurse i work at like a pro bono you know hospital for the poor and you're like okay cool like how about you you're like oh i'm a pilot i bomb iraq for the last 20 years ago oh thank you for your service like wait what wait thank you for bombing some poor country so some rich people can maintain their oil profits okay thank you like but we don't think that fucking like nurse but that's the thing is like there you got to take the intentions like some of those guys probably did go in there because they firmly believe whatever they were told and that is if they if there's nobility there and that's the re- but a lot of guys and look, like i come from my stepfather was in the, in the military fought in the war my grandfather fought in the war and to all those guys you're talking about who went in with the no, most did noble they ever intentions yeah both of them for talking but, uh, like this yes uh, well no not for talking like that i didn't develop these opinions so i was far out of their grasp. so i so i was the one who was going to win that fight so they don't know how to use itunes but they no, they don't know no but they're not none of them are winning my my grandfather is uh long gone and my stepfather is like an old drunk he's not winning that fight okay. anymore but at a time he, right. he could have kicked my ass for a long time in high school i was very scared of that guy but uh he um but i'm just saying it's like sort of those guys you're saying who like went in with the most noble intentions and got duped into bombing mm-hmm. some people for some old rich guys to make oil profits i say like i'm sorry that's mm-hmm. horrible they're but certainly, I bra- I they're certainly say, brave but not yes noble. but i wouldn't say thank you yeah, yeah for getting duped into that i would be like that's awful you went in with the no-. and I, I do understand at least the intention of like if there really was a threat mm-hmm. to america i do think a lot of these guys would be ready to go fight it so in that sense i will say like there is nobility in that that if okay. there really was a guy but but until they're doing but that. this that's bullshit that's not okay. what they're doing you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. just not it's, well, it's yeah not. taking it back to the teachers like and then I, I love they'll say these things where they're like they're like yeah you know when they because I, I you know i run this podcast so i get like fucking attacked oh you must get a, hate you part must, of the problem i get shit. like random oh yeah, yeah, yeah all the time I, although it's a lot more support than hate but I, I definitely get some hate but it'll be people who do the same thing like yeah dave you know you can have that opinion but our guys are over in afghanistan so you can say whatever you want over here they're like, no, even if we left Afghanistan tomorrow, I would still say it. It's like, no, you're not. You, you can hang even on to this never, illusion. If we never went yes, to Afghanistan. I, like, just as much freedom of speech. Yeah. There's no one in Afghanistan robbing my freedom of speech. There just isn't. There's, there's a lot more threats to my freedom of speech in Washington, D.C. than absolutely. there are in Afghanistan. Well, so, yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, 
the anything net neutrality yeah. is, is a much considering the fact that you do a podcast anybody the FCC is a much bigger threat to your personal absolutely. freedom of speech and the way you choose to express yourself yeah or the, or the fact that I'm then, like trying to get on TV and shit like that you know any yeah. of that but yeah absolutely but all that stuff once of like uh so they said what is it, it took 12 years to plan September 11th right mm-hmm. so if they were doing that again there would have been a second one and that would have <laughs> right. Right. We should at least have another 9-11. We would have had another 9-11 if, like, nobody went over there. So if you had been at the observation deck of the Empire State Building, you'd be fucked right now. All right. Fair enough. So that's the the thinking. Although, of course, you can also go the other direction, which is that, you know, 9-11 was a complaint. It could have fell and landed on the stand while you were there. But Right. But 9-11 also didn't happen because we had never been to the Middle East. You know what I mean? It's true. So you could argue that actually, like, the chances of another one are pretty high. Oh, I... I think it's only a matter of time. I can't believe we have not planes though. They'll never get planes no, 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 again. No. It'll never be. I don't think it'll ever be that big again. But I'm surprised we haven't had. There hasn't been a suicide bomb. Isn't it weird sometimes you think about? And I remember people talking about this like right after 9/11 when we were like convinced there would be another one. Mm-hmm. But you just like how easy if you have the suicide people, mm-hmm. everything else is pretty easy. If you've got you know yeah, five you, six guys who are willing to kill themselves, I mean, how hard is it to blow up the Manhattan Bridge or something want, like that? Well, no, I, the Manhattan Bridge maybe it would be harder. It's, it's a huge metal structure, but like, how, I'm saying the train goes over that. You get right in the middle of that with some bombs. How like, hard would it be to walk in onto the campus at Harvard and blow yourself up? Like, right? Even, like you There's know, some, so something, like, something like that. Like, hey guys, I, we're FBI listening. We're not advocating any no, of this. No, no, we're saying no. don't I'm, do this. I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> before I put this <laughs> this out. is literally this is what just puts us in jail. Yeah, it just cuts at me and you just in there. Like, so that's it, huh? I guess. We had a good run. <laughs> I guess we're going to eat our food through our assholes now. <laughs> 85 life consecutive sentences they gave me for that. Jesus. Uh, I always wanted to see Cuba, though, so that would be nice. Yeah. that's well, they're I heard there's some up. nice old school, old timey cars. Maybe we can, can see we some of those. Can we smoke cigars yet? I will say, but I smoked one Cuban cigar ever with uh, Sam Morrell at Just for Laughs Festival. Mm-hmm. Did you It's legal it? up yeah. there. I did a couple times just because I'm, I'm like, you know, I smoked cigarettes for years and you just fuck when you're not thinking about it. You'll just do it a few times. Then you're like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm becoming such an old guinea. I've been smoking cigars just the way you're supposed to. And just like I just feel like great. Oh, dude, I'll tell you, I'm not like a big cigar guy. I like an occasional cigar, but I did, it's the only Cuban I've ever had in my life. And it's like by far the best cigar I've ever had. In but did you spend you spent money? They're shitty. Yeah, Cubans. yeah, yeah. yeah. People, no, they were there. We spent some money. I, I, I mean, not like crazy, but we spent like, I think like 60 bucks or something like that. Like, got, it was like a nice one. I got friends who will go to Canada and I'll be like, get me some cigars. And then they'll come back with some shitty cigars. And I'm like, you know, I have the, like, I'm smoking them. You know, I'm not rolling a blunt with this. Like, why did you buy me a $2 Cuban cigar so that I can pretend? Oh no, this is a Dutch master. It's uh, it's the greatest of Dutches. Uh, All right. So we don't end up in Gitmo. I wanted to ask you something. You're a huge yeah. MMA fan. Yes, huge. How much do you hate CM Punk right now? <laughs> I see. You know, dude, it's uh, it's not. I can't hate I, CM Punk. Because I'm a huge wrestling fan. Now, I don't honestly. So I'm a big. I grew up like a huge wrestling fan. Okay. Like always grew up, you know, huge. And then I like, but I got like I don't know CM Punk. I don't know that generation no, it's like, at all. It's so I got more. I got out before that. I'll try to like come. I've tried to come back a few times. Like I watched last WrestleMania and shit, and that was fun. WrestleMania is always fun. Yeah. But like uh. It's um, and I was at like a party. Like Mike Lawrence is a huge wrestling fan. And he throws this big comedy party, so it was like fun okay. to do. But I, I try to like watch like a, a, a SmackDown or a Run. I just can't get back into it now. Yeah, I, I love I like I watch like I'm Stone Cold Rock days. I love all that yeah. shit, and I loved it as a kid. But so I don't really know CM Punk like what his deal. But I, I can't blame him. It's more on like the UFC. If it's like, are you really going to let this? It's look, dude. But do you not think it's good for the sport? Like Brock Lesnar was. I mean, obviously he has the NCAA yeah, wins. That's the big difference. That's, I know that's like, the big he's difference. A big, he might be coming back now. People uh, are saying there's the speculation now because supposedly I know he's been dropping a lot of weight. 
and people are like, why is he cutting so much weight? His knees might hurt. Maybe. They could, <laughs> it could be anything else, but there's been rumors yeah, for the yeah. last few years. Now, look, no, it'll probably, a bunch of people will watch, mm-hmm. and and uh, look, I don't know, he has been training jiu-jitsu and shit like that. I, I, he might have something, you know what I mean? He's I, a big dude. I don't think Chael Son- I know that him and Chael Sonnen are friends. I don't think, as a commentator, Chael Sonnen would endorse him if he thinks he's trash, and I absolutely don't think Dana White would put somebody who didn't have some small chance of at least putting on a decent fight. Yeah, his, I kind of I, I see that, and I don't think um, they should let him fight Jose Canseco. <laughs> they well, they're probably they're going to give him, I'm sure, like someone. someone they're, they're not throwing him in there with a the champ right away. They're going to no. give him someone he can maybe like fight with. And may, look, maybe he'll just go get fucked up. But I also don't like. No, it's not. So the, just saying, I don't hate CM Punk. If anything, I'm almost I'm kind of like. Well, we're just talking about this situation. No, yeah. but, I'm, but just the guys. He's CM got Punk, balls. You got to go. Yeah, man, he's willing to step up, yeah. dude. He wants that dude to fucking go. You know, this dude's got money. He's got a big thing. Yeah, he's rich. He doesn't have to do anything. He, he, and he got another job before they offered the, the UFC contract. Oh, he's writing he for was, Marvel uh, Comics. Yeah, I mean, I know it was such a big thing that he got fired that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy's going to get a big job anyway somewhere. Yeah. So, you know. But uh, what's up with this? Is Vince McMahon just fucked now, dude? Is he just like every, everything I read is like he's just selling out. When they came out with that thing, I couldn't believe what he was giving away with the website. What do you like, mean, wait, for $10? For $10 a month, you get all I, the pay-per-views and WrestleMania? I'm going to tell you this right now. I think it's genius, because pay-per-views going away. Cable's going away. Now, I guess it's a long-term... He thinks it's a long-term move, but the way I looked at it was I was like, so you have these hardcore fans who are buying every one of your pay-per-views, mm-hmm. and they're buying WrestleMania, well, and immediately, you're losing all that revenue. Here's the thing, because I'll tell you this, uh, and people who listen to the, the High Society, they know this. Uh, I, bought Russell, I bought WWE stock. Sold it when it was at 30, waited for it to tank, bought it again, and I made more money. So you're fucking, look at you, and, you're like an evil fucking uh, finance oligarch. And it of, has uh, and it has a 4% dividend, so it's like not a terrible thing to hold anyway. That's so, awesome. Good so, for you, dude. Yeah, so, uh, so fucking, but but the thing is, is like, it's a, it's a long-term move. Everybody knew it was going to fall out. The, the stock's never been lower than that, so he's not that fucked. And if you look at the pay-per-view buys, this is what I did when they announced the network. I was like, well, I know... WrestleMania is like close to a million every year, which is low. I mean, UFC does what twenty? Unlike a big, unlike a John Jones fight. What? How many? How many pay per view buys do they do? John Jones would be, you know, they'll probably do like a million, something like that. Close. Yeah, but all right, like, that's so it. May, that's but that's what I'm saying. But like, Mayweather will do like, but oof, they'll do, but right. they'll do close to a million consistently. Like the shitty WWE pay per views that nobody gives a fuck will do a hundred thousand. Yeah, no, so look, the UFC is not that much bigger than them. But UFC will do like three hundred thousand for their shitty ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they'll do like between half and a mil. For, but, uh, but like the UFC's highest ever is probably like under a mil and a half still. Like they've that's like their no, best I thought, ever. I thought the Lesnar one, the first time Lesnar fought was like huge for them. I know. Yeah, I don't maybe think it was. But it, but it was like something like that. Like yeah. I, it wasn't like much more than that. Now Mayweather boxing still yeah. when they have just their big ones, but well, the big ones just South America. I mean, but then also boxing will have some pay-per-views that no one gives a shit about, or just yeah. HBO fights that no one does. Well, but so HBO fights is different. That's like so, Pride or whatever. So Vince is getting like a million for WrestleMania. For WrestleMania, but I think the, what is like SummerSlam or something like that? Okay, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like SummerSlam, which is a big one, is like three hundred thousand. Yeah, so, yeah. Then they, they do twelve. So it's like a lot of these, like six or seven of them, are getting a hundred thousand. So it's like. All right, so if we can get half of the people that watch WrestleMania to just like for the price that right. WrestleMania used to cost the same price as like a, a Mayweather fight, so it was like sixty bucks. So for that, that's half the year. So if you can get some of these guys to pay one hundred twenty that paid for just the right. Royal Rumble and fucking WrestleMania, if you can get half of those guys, now you're fucking now you're you're even. So I think they said if they got a million subscribers at their last quarter, they were like uh, seven hundred fifty thousand. They get a million, they break even. 
Right. Okay. So now you just got to figure, and that's just in a like it's. So it is a long run bet. You're I, saying the, I that, think the, I think it's a I think you're gonna see more. I mean, every sport does it, but they have like these fucking hard contracts with the uh, local affiliates. Like think about it, like NFL, NBA, they all have like hard contracts. Like he just has like all right, I can't show Monday Night Raw, but I have this fucking back catalog that people are still interested in. I have these other events that people are still interested in. Like UFC. UFC has something, but they have deals. With the, they have like long contracts with the pay per view people. I think I think Dana White like you can't even order the pay per view through the UFC app on Apple TV, which you should be able to do. Yeah, that you should definitely be able to do. That's crazy, and that they'll probably figure that out at some point. But that's uh, it's interesting, man. It's like Vince uh, Vince McMahon re- has revolutionized this uh, game before, so maybe yeah. he's doing it again. I was thinking just even like like the way f- sports is filmed. Like wrestling used to look like boxing did back in the day, and wrestling started putting cameras fucking all over the place when Stone Cold came out. Yeah, and now every fucking sport does that, and people are way like I, maybe it's just the fact that we're just inundated with media, but people are like it, like are way more into any sport now. Like oh yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It's really, I mean, football is. I, I can't even. When we were kids, I can't even imagine where football has gotten right now. Like, it's like a spectacle. Like every game is this like fucking like coliseum spectacle of like fucking. Ugh. I got to say, like, I hate the culture that surrounds football. I know people love it, and I don't watch it because, like, I'll watch any Mayweather fight. I'll watch most boxing. I'll watch any UFC fight. But if you tell me, I'll even watch baseball. Like, if you tell me, like, hey, let's watch football, I'm like, ugh. There's going to be, like, some guys trying to get on TV in the crowd. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. It is a weird it, fucking culture. I just know there was a lot of broing down going on Dude, it's such a weird. See, there's something, that is something about fighting, where it's, like, fighting is such a, like, pure sport, where it's, like, it's just, like, it kind of makes more sense. Like, you're, like... Yeah, it, it, it's uh, the J- first sport. Joe Rogan breaking this down, but it's, like, a thing where you go, look, when someone, like, knocks a guy out, and they're, like... Grr! You're like, yeah. I mean, he's thrilled because like that guy's unconscious. That like that's why instead like, of him, yeah. Like someone was going to end up unconscious, and it's that guy. And he's like, he, there was like all this like anger, emotion, probably some fear, all this, and it's just this release of like, I didn't get fucking knocked out. He did. When you know, when you run a touchdown, and you're like, oh, I got a ball over a line. We all decided that's worth seven points. Yeah. <laughs> there is something that's kind of just like what. But what? that's just and then we just like, mentality. That's it's just... so tribalism, whatever. Just like the way we like, we just love to like attach. Let's not, let's not get in trouble with racism now. Yeah, let's call it tribalism. Uh, um, hmm, what's so, group thinking. Group, yeah, right. Synergy. <laughs> exactly. Human uh, pack mentality. Um, not, not to say they're animals, but... No, uh, no, 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 no. But, you know, just like the way you want to be like, I'm on this team, not your team, my team, not yeah. your team. And it's all it's just fucking weird. But We're now weird it's just creatures. people just like watching... People just watch Red Zone hoping somebody's going to get their neck broke. Like, yeah, dude. That's like, definitely, I hope I see a touchdown where somebody doesn't stand up. In the end zone. <laughs> but that's at least, that's what I kind of like about like UFC, like cage fighting. There's something like honest and it's brutality. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, let's just fucking get cage fighting because we're monkeys and that's what we want to say. I think what you were talking about with Joe Rogan, what he was saying, what he was defending was uh, it's even different than boxing because boxing, you have gloves on. It's just one thing. You have to, you have to, uh, like obviously with UFC, they're incredibly trained. I, I, like sure. I, I've done jujitsu. It's like, I know how much of a fucking thought it is, but since you're doing so many different things, you kind of have to let, like, even when you're just rolling with somebody, you have to, like, let your mind go and just remember where their joints are. Sure. So, like, it, when they get up, they get pumped. And people were criticizing a lot of fighters for doing that because they're like, yo, somebody's fucking unconscious. He could be dead. Like, you don't know. He's like, well, and Joe Rogan was like, you're supposed to kill that dude. Like, yeah. they were just in one-on-one combat. Like, one of those dudes is supposed to die. Yeah, we're animals, yeah. dude. Like, you realize that's how this has all been yeah. built. Like, we're like fucking animals. And yeah, you can't just go do that to some person on the street. But if it's two people who are voluntary and it's like a sport and yeah, we're coming yeah. together, it's like, yeah, it's a fucking interesting thing to watch yeah, unfold. Yeah. What do you think about like, that tranny chick that was trying to fight chicks? 
Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not for that, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm a big, you know, like I'm a big believer in like like freedom of whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, and call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. It's fine. But let's not. I I uh, in the same way that liberals will be like, um, you know, when when like conservatives will, will say like we should teach creationism in the classroom and we shouldn't teach evolution and liberals will rightly criticize them for being like, that's kind of anti-science. Yeah. 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 Liberals are really anti-science when it comes to this whole fucking gender as a societal construct. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't. It's fucking bullshit. It's like denying biology. There is male and female and there are tests, by the way, within two day old infants, they can test differences, discernible differences between male and female. It's gender. There may be some societal influence over gender. Gender identity, mm-hmm. but the idea that gender or and sex are or how deep you are into your yeah, it's it's bullshit. And no, look, you can live, you can have whatever surgery any doctor is willing to perform on you. You can call yourself whatever you want and associate with whoever you want. And also, if I'm, I'm I'm enough of a libertarian that I'll say, if a woman was down to fight you and an organization wants to oh, do yeah, that, yeah, yeah. fine, it's not illegal. But no, I would say if I'm running the UFC or, or whatever organization yeah. that chick was gonna that dude chick was gonna fight in, it's like no, you can't. Come on, you still you have a Y chromosome, dude. You have the chest of a man. You have arms of a man. You can't fight women. I wouldn't even be that. Like I wouldn't. I would from a business standpoint. I would just go. Listen, if a chick wants to fight you, she can fight you. Uh, you can't do it on my TV because too many people think this shit is weird. Yeah, like it's yeah. gonna hurt business. I absolutely like people are still and I fucking you know Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate turned me around because I was like I don't want to watch girls fight. I just in my mind I was that like, was a good fight. That yeah. was a fight that got yeah. a lot of people interested. And in I I was just like I don't want to watch girls punch each other in the face. It's just I never liked it unless it's like black girls pulling weaves out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're just waiting for like a titty to pop out. Yeah, like if you're waiting for a titty to pop out, and you know like there's dudes waiting laughing, and you know that they're gonna get separated before somebody really gets fucked up. Those are good. Yeah, like, that's fun. <laughs> I once watched a chick say, "Hold this piece of weave while I fuck this bitch up," and I saw that when I was 13, and I've quoted about five thousand times <laughs> so it's like that i'll watch but I, I when i heard that like two chicks who were trained to beat the shit out of each other are gonna beat that i was like Ugh. and then i watched that and i was like yeah i could watch this this is yeah. this is great but if play. i had just watched some chick with man hands mangle ronda rousey i probably would have been like oh this sucks yeah and i don't know like ronda rousey might beat up this dude chick i don't know but at the same time it's just a little weird to me where it's like look i mean why can't how do you feel about what if like a dude just wanted to fight a chick? Like what if they were like, oh, we're going to put Ronda Rousey up against uh, fucking TJ Dillashaw, who's the champ at that weight yeah. for guys. I think people would just go like, well, no, that's kind of wrong. Yeah, yeah, It's just wrong because he's she, a guy. And that's what I'm saying. If she wanted to do it and somebody would do it, I just wouldn't do it because I'm like, no. Nope. Yes, exactly. Right, right. So I just to make it clear. I'm not like saying like they should be arrested if they do it. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. That. But no, I wouldn't do that because there is a fucking difference between men and women. I don't and that's think that's also yeah. it's, it's not going to be entertaining. But that's here's what's fucking crazy to me is like so these feminists will all jump on you for being like oh you're because you go oh no there's a difference between men and women they shouldn't fight they'll go oh you're sexist but then at the same time you go okay so all the outrage you guys had toward ray rice mm-hmm. right for punching his girl in the elevator okay did you guys have the equal amount of outrage uh for solange attacking jay-z yeah, oh no it's a little right. different no but it is different my point is that it is oh, different. Yeah, okay. it's completely different yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't judge them the same because look at the damage that ray rice did and look at the damage that Solange. Yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, jay-z yeah. walked out of there fine but ray rice's chick walked out of there fucking uh, didn't walk out of there she yeah, got yeah, dragged yeah. out of there. so obviously it's like no my point is there's a difference men shouldn't be allowed to fight women yeah like that's the point look dude if i now, now i'm not saying if, if jay-z by the way had punched solange in her face i see nothing wrong with that if a woman attacks you like that physically sure you can defend yourself well especially if you, but, have, if you have, but if you have bodyguards if they weren't dude, there if we're two guys if we didn't know each other and fucking i just walk up to you on the street and i'm like fuck you bitch and you hit me any guy watching that 
No one goes like, oh my God, Dave, you poor angel. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you got in a dude's face. You know, you gave no, no, him no. license to hit you. There are absolutely people who Okay, do fine. That. But anyone who's not a fucking retard. <laughs> but anyway, my ethic then, I shouldn't say anyone, but my ethic, I would go, hey, man, you know, some dude got in your face, called you a bitch, and you hit him. I don't really know what to tell you. Don't get in dude's face and call him a bitch if you're not ready to, mm. you know, someone swing on you. If a girl got in your face and was like, fuck you, dude, bitch, and you hit her, you'd be like, Chris, what the? Jesus, bro. Like, I mean, no, she came at you with a weapon, you hit her. Hey, you're defending yourself. But if she was just like talking shit. So I'm saying there's a different level yeah, 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 for yeah. men and women. Well, they did that. Uh, I'm just saying, why can't they? If they know that, right? So yeah. they agree men can't hit women in domestic violence oh, shit. Yeah, true. But then when a, a man wants to fight a woman in a thing, yeah. you know what I mean? And but I then they, they up, say that she's not a man. That, right. So, but, but that's where they're denying science. No yeah. matter what surgery you have, there's a Y chromosome. Like you, you yeah. are genetically a man. Yeah. I mean, you're, Men can lift more. Like men have higher bone density yeah, than women. It's, 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 it's just, literally the same thing as just saying like, oh, race is just a societal construct. And there's race, but then we came up with some other word like sex, gender. Like, like there's race, but then there's color. So yeah, my race is white, but my color is a black man. Like society just tells me I'm white, but I'm really a black man. Wait, can you do that? Because I don't, I don't want to keep hearing so. about this privilege. Yeah, <laughs> can I just say it? I'm done. I don't I, know what you're talking about. I'm black. I like actually did some research because I heard you could uh, like join Indian, like Native American tribes. So I was just like, oh my. Join one of these? Can I just shut up, hipsters? Like I just wanted to shut down. I like looked into. It, I was like, oh, you really can't. Like it's like it was just something that people say that you could join a fucking tribe. This is like you, you can like hang up a dream catcher, but you can't actually. Yeah. you still have to have white. Privilege. I need. I, I would need some papers so I could just keep them in my wallet. Like kind of like how like uh, if you want to like if you ride a bike without a helmet, you should always keep the law that says that it's for 15 and under because you yeah. might just end up with a fucking helmet <laughs> ticket. I would just keep that for every time some like chunky white girl start talking to me in a bar. Like here, just read this. Uh, nice. Now check your privilege, buy me a beer, buy me some fire water, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Nice. Uh, oh, so does being a, uh, one thing, does being a libertarian make you uh, angry that you hate gentrification so much? Because it's clearly free market, right? Because, um, I mean, you do because you're from Brooklyn. Right. I'm from Brooklyn. We, there, there's an animosity towards gentrification. Right. But gentrification, I don't know if it's like a completely free market phenomenon. You know what I mean? Like a lot of that's also built around like like the policing, you know, like the, the, the NYPD being the seventh biggest police force and all that stuff. It's like I would have much rather let Brooklyn kind oh, of so develop. It's, it's you not. Know? Yeah, it's not a free market. Oh, yeah. It, obviously, the Atlantic Yards was the biggest. Yeah. I mean, this isn't none of this is really like a free market. It's all this kind of like government. It, it's all kind of centralized, planned, like we are going to make New yeah. York City. It's Robert a safer Moses. City. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I would, I would like to, I I also don't know, you know, I, I don't know. I think a lot of us don't know what a lot of stuff that's happening with like these video cameras with the cops is we don't know exactly like the, the worst of the dirt. Like, yeah. There's these things not. where it's like, you know, you look up there. So I'll go, I'll walk around the other day. I was up on the Upper West Side and I'm up on like 96th Street. That's where there's like project buildings up there. Like there's like a couple, not like that that many. Mm-hmm. And then when you go up more, like on the east side, there's a bunch over okay. there. But the project buildings that are like in the Upper West Side, they're just very tame. You could just tell, like you know. They oh yeah, by, I lived you know, on uh, I lived in the Robert Fulton houses in Chelsea. Like not yeah, too. yeah. I've just you know when you, you grow up in the city, you just kind of learn how to just sense the difference between like a wild project building and a tame project building. Just by like if it's a summer night and you walk by there, you could tell pretty quickly whether yeah. this is like a project building where you'll get fucking jumped or this is a project building where pretty much everyone's just living there and. But then you're like, how do they maintain that? How do they make sure all the wild projects are like up in fucking 135th and higher? No, I think that just, I think that just, I mean, obviously less policing, but like, uh, I think that just sort of happens because just because there's like, like you can, 
when you're surrounded by the hood, I feel like maybe you're just like... Yeah, maybe, but or maybe they were trying to be wild here at one point and some cops started cracking some fucking skulls. I'm just saying, Could I be. don't know. I don't know what's happening. But, uh, I mean, all right, when you were 16, how many neighborhoods over would you go? Like, when for a party. Like, some occasionally, it was like a big deal. Like, all right, you guys were all from... I lived further, I lived much yeah. more south when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. I lived in, I lived closer to you when I was in junior high school, but like... You were like in Sunset? I No, I lived... Uh, well, I would stay with my dad on weekends in Sheepshead and still come back. Uh, even though I lived in Gowanus, I'm come back down okay. to Park Slope to you know go to parties and shit. Right, right. But like when you guys would come down to like like or like when a bunch of us would go down there, it was like a there needed to be something happening. You know what right, I mean? Like right. it was like a thing. Like oh, we gotta go all the fucking way. You would go like, but I would had no problem going to Marine Park or like when I lived in uh, Gowanus, I'd have no problem going to Park Slope or Sunset. You know what I mean? But if right. you like, and if you're in Park Slope, you'll go to Sunset. But you're not gonna go. It's a pain in the ass to go to Rockaway. So yeah. if you live on 135th. As opposed to like eight, like you know, in the eighties, you, you know, if you're living in the eighties, you're gonna go down a little. You know, you're no, gonna go I get you. I get what you're saying, but if you're gonna fucking mug people or something like that, who are you gonna? You're gonna fucking want to mug those Upper East Side people, those Upper that's West true. Side people, because that's like where the fucking money is. It's also, dude, when you know, when you're talking about actually, not nobody has money. Yeah, well, I, I guess maybe you, not so much anymore. I actually, things like that have changed too. I yeah. saw you. On the day, like you got mugged, like maybe six years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw you like right after that, and you were like, "I was like, what did they even get?" He's, like, you were like, "I don't know, a flip phone and twenty dollars. I'm gonna cancel all yeah. these fucking cards now, and yeah, I have to buy yeah. a flip it's phone." A, just a fucking pain in the ass yeah. for me is like what they fucking got. Yeah. Like, what? Who carries around? Well, that's just a sixteen-year-old like, trying to like, yeah, you know, yeah. Do but some by the way, for them, that probably might have been a sweet like pickup. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, they got a, they got a dime bag, some forties, and a and, and they went and had their yeah, fucking night. You know? Yeah. But right, but at the same time, I remember. You know, it was it was so. No, I do. I am with you. Like the gentrification of brooklyn it's not like obviously there's like some good with it too but we've lost so much of what brooklyn is yeah. I mean, it's like it's like we sacrificed brooklyn for you know what i mean like some conveniences and that's that's kind of sucks like i wouldn't have given it up i also my point is just like when you go like okay so when you say like in fucking in 80 i was born in 83 so say like the year i was born that's that's like when new york is supposed to be like a cartoonish nightmare like yeah. you know what i mean and like, it wasn't and uh, no it wasn't but it did you know this is like the high crime rates mm-hmm. this is the most bankrupt the city was all this shit so all these people and then even just like when whatever it was you know when i was a kid when you were in park slope when you were like when we were in high school and it started changing like as I got out of high school. But in high school, when you used to walk to Flatbush Avenue, right? The color would change. Like Seventh oh, yeah. Avenue was white and Flatbush started being black. Like Below, and then it would change. I remember being on Fifth Avenue. Fifth in Park and Salt. fourth used to change drastically. Yeah, I remember being on Fifth Avenue. I was whatever. It was there was something fishy going on and this guy was like I was with a buddy who was selling some shit, right? And he was mm-hmm. just like, uh, the guy who he was selling to was like, he needed to get the money to go get it. He was like, scented candles. Yeah, scented right. candles. Like, leave your license. I was like, you can't leave, he can't leave his license here. What if he gets, like, I'll stay here. And then I'm sitting there in these fucking hipsters and I'm like, you guys know that everybody that lived here would have beaten the living fucking it's shit. It's like insane. Eight years ago, like right? you don't even realize, right? Like you don't even fucking realize. I've seen I've seen dudes get literally just get fucking jumped on Fifth Avenue, dude, and just like beat up in the fucking street. Like it was just like that. It was a different fucking world. And the, and like obviously a lot of the crime elements are bad and shit. But I do wonder. You're like, so where did all these fucking people go? Jail. Are they all in jail? No, they're Are not. Are they all dead or in jail? Or no, do we shut them up? Do we just break them and the next generation's a little bit better or what? Because like, that's it's not that Bed-Stuy's better. It's that a lot of, it, it's like white people came in. Like, right. you know. Here's what I actually think. Uh, 
There's just more cops. I, there just is. Like, uh, no, there are more cops and there are more people in jail. When we were younger, when we were like young, people like some, you'd hear of people getting arrested at 16, 17, but mostly you didn't hear about people getting arrested a lot, like for dumb shit until they were 19, 20. Now you hear about 16 year old kids getting arrested all the fucking time. Yeah. Well, then you can see that in data, like the prison yeah. rates are like our incarceration rates are up. Which is, yeah. I'm just saying, just like even the like nights in jail. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, yeah. it just, we're, we're locking kids up, like, just like, for two 16-year-old kids fighting should not get arrested. No. I mean, look, obviously there's nuance to everything. Like if maybe there, there's a situation where someone needed to get arrested or something like that, but not just like in general. Like, and also, like, you know, how many things like that, someone whatever, you know, getting in a fight or a little thing or like smoking a joint on the street and you get arrested and then like you miss work the next day, you get fired, you yeah, get yeah. this. Like you have, there's like these ramifications, Dude, you know. That, I got out of a warrant once and it was the luckiest thing I ever I actually... Probably the one of like four job interviews I've ever been on in my life. Like I was walking across the street drinking a beer because I was like, I got this job interview. I got to go to sleep. I couldn't sleep because I had been staying up till five in the morning for right. whatever. And I was just like, I was just drinking a beer on the way home just to try to relax. I was nervous about this interview and the cops fucking just throw me against the wall. Just not like nothing. You're like, what's up, buddy? We've seen you before. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And they're just like, give us your ID. Like they just like, uh, here you go. Run it. You have a warrant. I'm like, uh, I'm like, listen, if I don't get this, if I don't go to this job interview tomorrow, I'm going to be homeless. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, my dad is going to throw me out on the fucking street if I don't go. I don't have to get the job. I just have to fucking be home, not get arrested and go to the fucking interview in the morning. If I don't come home tonight, he's going to know I didn't go to the fucking interview. Yeah. And they're like, all right, here's the deal. We're going to be driving around all night. If we see you again, you're going to jail. And shit like that should happen more. There should be a lot more cops like that. A lot more stuff like that. A lot more of the old school, like kind of they bring you home. Go yeah. home, yeah. stay home for the fucking night. Don't let me see you out again. A lot more shit like that. Yeah, I agree. But, it should be like the last resort. But it goes to what I was saying before. It's like now there's more cops. There's more cops in that precinct. So there's more cops with quotas. Those guys probably gave a ticket earlier. And they're like, all right, we were just stomping you to give you a fucking ticket. We'll get somebody else. There'll be somebody taking a piss yeah. like by the train station or something. So go home. You know what I mean? But now there's twice as many cops. They all got to fill that shit because they're all going to get bitched at if they don't hit the minimum. So now they would have had to take me. Yeah, home. no, I agree. It's, and that's, it's fucked up. It's yeah. a bad system. Yeah. All right. Well, there's one thing I wanted to do sure. before we'll wrap this up in a second. I want to show you something that I've talked to with mutual friends of ours that we both grew up with. All right. What do we got? Uh, you're in it. All right. And I wanted to ask you how, I'm going to bring this up right here, how you didn't think this was douchey. Uh, yeah. This is the intro to Dave Smith on your web series. We're giving an Obama-style strut down a park lane. I don't know who, who directed this. But, I mean, it's, you're making good points. But uh, yeah, look, man, you look like a huge douche. I do. They're a little douchey. I'm not gonna lie, they are. I know. Just the uh, intro. I don't understand. I mean, one, intro. you're like, look, in a man, coffee shop. It's um, you know, look, it's it's uh, directed and uh, and produced by by a couple friends of mine who are you know, it's all of us doing this for the first time. So those are okay. the first five. We're gonna have like a new another five come out in the next month or so. So the Obama strike to, wasn't your idea. Try well. to uh, you know, look, dude, I don't even know what. We do. He films for like a while, and then they cut it together and shit like that. But I, I more just focus on like the points that I'm making. Okay. But yeah, I'll, I'll go. I need to call I'll you. Grant you, there's a little douchiness in because that intro. There's a you know what? Actually, the one, the way the one with the cops opens bothers me more. Oh, the really? police state one, one bothers me more. How does it? How does it open? Is that the one where you're in the uh, coffee shop? No, uh, not the coffee that's shop. The one. Drugs that's one, the that's the war on drugs one. Okay. Now the only thing that bothers me on that is that I look like I'm fucking cracked out because I'm like tired as shit. Because oh, I saw it. Because you put it on Twitter, so I saw it. I retweeted it or whatever. And then I was at a bar that night, the day you put it out. <laughs> and somebody goes to me, "Yo, you seen Smitty's fucking web show?" And I was like, "Yeah." He, 
And I was like, are you just going to talk to me about how he looks like a douche in the intro? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, like he's making good points. It was short. It was to the point. But what the, who the fuck was thinking that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, I, had call, I had to call right, you out on before enough. we finished Fair that. enough. You can't not bust my balls for that. Yeah, look, dude, I know. I, there's, I, I didn't love a few of the intros in them. But, uh, but we're going to try to come back and, you know, get that series a little more together. All right. Well, no, Whatever they're good. They're definitely no, good. No, thank you, bro. I, I appreciate I, that. No, 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 no. I'm with you. Believe me. I fucking, I, I'm fine with getting my balls busted for that. All right. One more thing, though. And this sure. Is, this is actually another. So um, there's a podcast, right? And mm-hmm. it involves uh, a libertarian from Brooklyn, some sort of Spanish dude, and a fat dude that with more notoriety than both of them. What's the name of the show? Wait, hold on. There's a Are podcast we, that exists, right? I'm going to ask you. This, yeah. is, this is like it's a riddle. A libertarian. There's a libertarian kid from Brooklyn, right? Some sort of Spanish. And a fat dude who's more famous than the other oh, two. Oh, oh, Legion of Skanks. No, project. there's another one. There's another one called High Society Radio. That High Society for, Radio, okay. That existed okay. first. Oh, okay. Now I get where you're going with this. Okay, so we kind of took your thing. Oh, you guys completely saying, swagger jacked us. But you know the whole uh, uh, Legion of Skanks, our whole philosophy is we just swear that we did it first, even when there's discernible evidence that we didn't. We just got, we were actually the first podcast, so that's impossible. I don't But you could have been doing that. We I just think there. it's really funny. We started in 86. So oh, really? We were, wow. uh, we were doing wow. it first. Three. There's a there was we didn't even have real microphones, but we were talking. Those like right. echo mics that they that sell in the ninety nine cent store. That is a good point, though. I never really thought about it. It's like the same. That. Po- it is a little bit of a it's a it's a similar thing. And uh, I didn't think of it until like four people hit me up on Twitter and asked me about it. And then like Pepper Hicks and Jay kind of have the same hair. Dude, they're the same fucking person. I mean, like they're every time he's on Louis. Every time Jay has been on Louis, like twice, people have texted me. He's like, "Yo, was Stanley on Louis last night?" <laughs> people who like just know him through me. <laughs> Dude, I had a nice, I'll just say this, fucking, I was on a Ron and Fez uh, for like the first time recently, and then I, I was on it again, and um, so the second time I was on the show, and um, and so Ron, Ron, by the way, came out to a show of mine, oh, and nice. like saw me, which oh, was great. Oh, you, you did the, um, the, the New York's com- Funniest yeah, okay. competition or whatever. They all came out, and Stanley and, and Fez and all them, which was fucking really cool, and um so we came back in. We, well, we we were promoting that show. So I came in there with my buddy Mike Racine, and we just had a lot of fun on the show. And we come up, we were in the bathroom, and me and him were just like pissing like in stalls next to each other. And uh, and I was like, yeah, dude, I, I was just like singing Ron's praises. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, dude, I just think Ron's like a fucking genius. Like that dude's like the, oh, one yeah. of the best dudes in radio. I think he's so funny. Oh, he's really like, he's good at his job. It's like yeah. the the thing to me about Ron and Fez doing that show is like it's almost you. Have, it's like doing stuff with Patrice you have to remember to not just listen to you're like oh yeah I'm part of this too because oh, like, yeah, you, yeah. you can almost sit there like you're just listening to Ron and like and, and I'll you tell know. you the amount of the amount of sway that guy has like when we first when we did our first XM show um I got shitted we did it on a Saturday I got shitted on on the internet about every five minutes through Sunday until Ron and Fez went on and that was the first topic he was and I kid Chris anchor at a fucking show stopped immediately Stop. <laughs> yeah, because like yeah, they fall in line yeah. with that dude real quick. But he's great. So I'm just sitting there like talking to Mike, and I was like, yeah, dude, like doing radio with him is such a pleasure, man, because he's just like funny. He's like a, that comics mentality. And it's just, dude, so fucking embarrassing. I just hear from behind me, just fucking, uh, he just goes, yeah, I agree. And it's fucking wrong. Thanks, buddy. And he was like, ah, shit. Like, I feel like a douche just sitting here pissing, like, all, saying, like, isn't he really great? And isn't he wonderful? All, <laughs> all the Ron and Fez fans that are listening to this show are jerking off right now. So it's uh, all yeah, so a great story for everybody that's listening. So for my, well, for me, that was fucking feeling kind of like an asshole. But that's also because, you know, like, I'm a big fan of his, too. And it's like, I just got in yeah, there. Yeah. And like, I just. But yeah, those guys are fucking great, man. Yeah, nah, it's a great show. Ron and Fez is fucking. I mean, the reason man. we're doing this show is because Ron and Fez isn't on. So I figured I'd throw this up. 
more people want to listen to more of yours and ours because it's the same. Absolutely, yeah. Such yeah, an yeah. overlap in all that. And shit. that's what's and that's what's fucking cool, man. It's like this weird like podcast world too, and it is fucking crazy that like we we like you know because we like grew up together and then like be connected through this, and then you know like I'll do like Ari Shafir's podcast, and then I'll do a gig in Toronto, and like he'll retweet that I'm there, and like his people come out for that's me. It's just up, like yeah. it's just really cool. So it's, it's like, yeah, 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 it seems to be. I actually I, I know I'm, you got you got to go do a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to run. Just uh, real like as some because I did this before I ever tried to do stand up. So like doing this is it like just almost a relief because like to me now like stand up is fucking way harder because this, this is it's easier for me to sit here and talk to you or Stanley or even fucking Ron or somebody you know what I mean it's easier for me to have a conversation once I'm used to talking into a microphone now you you're sitting there like oh what did I write down you know what was the idea yeah I guess it's like you've always t- always been like a person who's kind of like been a strong opinionated kind of person too mm-hmm. or like a strong like conversationalist kind yeah, of so yeah, I guess yeah. it's like an easy kind of transformation I feel like I'm like that too. So I don't know. Yeah, it was like, but you busted your ass doing stand up before podcasts were even a. Sure, I mean, you've been doing sure. it for. I mean, close. To, you got to be close to ten years. Yeah, like eight, eight and a half, nine years yeah. now. Um, yeah, sure. But it's it's just different. They're like different. Like stand up is more of a craft, and podcasting is more of just like a conversation. Yeah, just you know, throw what I mean? your shit just, out there. Yeah, exactly. And you you can, just kind of you can kind of pull shit out from shit you say on a podcast too. I'm sure. Like I'm sure you extract sure. shit. Well, there's and so much of it just gets lost in the world, but that's just funny in general. I mean, how many funny things have, you know, me you and some dude on a stoop with a beer said that's we, just gone in the and I know. even said like you said you forgot about this. We were talking on a stoop once. It was when Bob's furniture just first came out. And we were just like, yo, Bob is going to fucking take over the world. Where the fuck are all these Bobs coming from? 80 locations. You were like, I don't even fucking remember that dude. And I was like, I don't know. I thought that shit was hilarious. We were just drunk yeah. And like now it doesn't sound funny, but we were laughing the moment, our you're like, dude, Balls this was like the greatest thing. Like, you don't understand, dude. Bob. That guy's a dick. <laughs> All right. On, on fucking that note, Dave, we got to do this again. Absolutely, it's brother. Great seeing you, bro. Any, anytime, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good night, motherfuckers. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you Don't find the name.
die. I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you. 